Welcome to Super Movie Time Podcast. I am your co-host, Joe. I'm going to start being redacted now as well, because after the last episode, I'm very worried that someone's going to find <laughs> this podcast and I'm going to get fired. So <laughs> I'm, I'm going to post-redact my name after I've already said it in the first several episodes. You know what? People aren't going to be that no, they won't sleuthy. Go yeah. yeah. By the time yeah. they find it, you'll be long gone. Exactly. Yep. All right. Uh, Are you planning on murdering him? or <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> All right, with me is my co-host, Zach Redacted. Yes, hello. Hi. Hello. And uh, Stan, who's also Redacted, but known as Book of Stan. Uh, Stan's my Twi- last name, Book of. <laughs> my first name. You can find me on Twitter. Stan, comma, Book of. <laughs> what is it? The Book of Stan at Twitter.com? Sounds right. Yeah, okay. Cool. So uh, we've made it to, what is this, episode four? Yeah. Yeah. We did it. Uh, I, I was actually uh, talking to Zach a little bit because like we have throughout the years have many of an idea of like things that we wanted to like business ideas or just things to do. And I, don't, I think this is the, the longest running one so far. Yeah. I mean, we, we usually give up after the first whatever we do. Like if it's, you know, a video thing or whatever, we'll, we'll get like one out and that'll yep. be it. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, I think Stan, you're the... Uh, you're the glue you that can holds never, us together. You can never leave. I never, never stop leave anything us. I start. <laughs> <laughs> we have to do this until it's you die. It's going to be like episode 165, and Stan's been doing it by himself for like 80 episodes. <laughs> I'll do everyone's voice. <laughs> I'd like to hear an episode like that. Can, okay, me too. Some, imagine, some week when I'm unavailable, can you please just fill in for me? Imagine if you recorded one track and just left pauses and things. And then listen to it and recorded a second one over top of it. Mm-hmm. And then listened to both of those together and recorded a third one over top of it, acting as three different characters. Yeah. And went to write a script and everything. This will work out. It's like uh, the Nutty Professor. It's going like full Eddie Murphy. I like it. Full Eddie Murphy? <laughs> doesn't sound like a good thing. I think that's what they say about this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go full Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Never go full Eddie Murphy. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so yeah couple of things that I did want to mention is that we've made it into new countries. We have expanded our footprint. Uh, we, are, we are streaming in Australia now, as well as the Czech Republic. There is one person in both of those countries that did listen to this, which means we have like ir- ir- irrefutable proof that it wasn't just us listening to our own episodes this entire time. <laughs> All right. So uh, first up today, we're going to get into some movie news, and we have some big movie news, which also spills into the trailers. But Big movie news was that uh, we finally got our first trailer for Thor, Love and Thunder. Trailer and release. Release. I thought, I thought they announced the release date before, didn't oh, did they? they? I didn't know. I, I don't know. Maybe. Um, I thought I knew it was in July. Maybe they didn't give the specific day. But Yeah, I thought, it, I thought we knew that already, too. I don't know. I, I didn't know. It was new to me. Well. I was happy to see Well, then you got it. even more news than we did. It was a big news time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um. I mean, I guess we can just talk about this now. We don't have to wait till the trailers. So what did everybody think? We've been waiting for this trailer for a long time. It looks exactly like I wanted it to look. Yeah. yeah. I think it looks great. I'm excited for it. Um, I mean, it's pretty much bringing back... I feel like they had like such a successful dynamic on uh, Ragnarok that, you know, it's just like taking that one step further. But I like the styling and, you know, everything that they kind of did with the vibe of it. Yeah, I I I agree. It it really is. It does feel like Ragnarok 2.0 in the way that this movie's going to roll, and that's that's perfect. I, I wouldn't want anything else. Yeah, when they announced it, I thought 
Well, I hope they do it more along the lines of Ragnarok, and this looks like Ragnarok to 11. Yep. Which is great. Yeah. And Korg seems to be uh, featured. Yeah. Which is yeah. great. Yeah. Because he was a high, a, a small highlight. Uh, he was, what would, what would we call it? A short segment? He was in a couple of short segments in yeah. the other movies? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I'm uh, I'm very stoked for this movie. We got the we got the trailer, we got the posters finally. We and got the the brief reveal at the end of the trailer of I guess they're calling her Mighty Thor. Mhm. Jane yeah. Jane Foster. Natalie I, Portman. Yeah. Now is also a Thor. Yes. Which Thor is 2.0. Something that, you know, when they first had her in the movie, the whatever movie she first was first Thor? Thor. First Thor. Yeah, yeah, she was in Thor 1. You know, you hoped you got there and it seems like it's taken a bit, but the first couple of Thor movies were you know, not what the last couple seem like they're going to be. So it took a while to get there. Yeah. So now that w- this will be the fourth standalone Thor yeah, movie. Yeah, he's the only is, MCU character to get four. I was going to say, I, feel, I, I was I was trying to think of, and I think, yeah, that he's the one that got four the most movies so far. Yeah, because we only had three for Captain America and three for Iron Man. Granted, they were in lots of the movies, but, you know. Yeah. Three and like solo movies, technically, I guess. And like Captain America: Civil War was basically like an Avengers movie, yeah, because yeah. everyone was in it. So, which I imagine, like, I mean, this is kind of like that because Guardians of the Galaxy are in it too, but we just don't know how much. But yeah, I'm pretty stoked about this. Yeah, cool. It's, right. it's one that I, you know, a, a theater consideration for me. Oh yeah, Ooh, yeah, yeah. I really hope that uh, that I'm able to swing into a theater to see this one. This is like an IMAX movie if there ever, ever yeah, was one. That would be great. Yeah, yep. Crossing your fingers. Did they shoot it in IMAX? Probably not, but it'll be in IMAX. Yeah, I was. I would assume, like, if if you're gonna have a movie out in IMAX in July, it's probably gonna be Thor. All right. So anyway, moving on to even a bigger news. If we thought we could get bigger than Thor, <laughs> is that Jason Momoa is rumored to be starring in a live-action Minecraft movie? Is he gonna have a blockhead? I don't know. It's a practical question. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna do practical effects for this, or <laughs> they all wear gonna... cardboard boxes. <laughs> <laughs> the budget could be real take low. A, are they gonna take a cardboard good. box, paint it green, and stick it on his head and have run around? Prop department has a lot of work ahead. <laughs> when I heard. Minecraft movie, mm-hmm. I thought, well, that sounds dumb. Yeah. And then, I don't then, know. Then when I heard Jason Momoa was going to be it, then, I thought, then I thought wow, oh, that sounds dumb. He, <laughs> he doesn't seem to choose good movies. You know, and it, it just, I don't know. Yeah. This, are, this reminds me of, like, one of those things where it's going to come out, and they're, they're going to be like, oh, like, who is going to see this movie except kids? Eight-year-olds. Well, yeah. Th- this and is... where did they think that Jason Momoa was the dude that all the eight-year-olds are going to like be wanting to go see in a Minecraft movie? The only thing that I can make sense of this is that we had the first Sonic movie. Yeah. Which definitely outdid, I think, what they thought it was going to do. Yeah. And you have then, I think it's... Is it HBO Max that's working with Sony to make the Last of Us television show? Yeah. The yeah. Mandalorian yep. guy? Yep. You have that going on. and Mandalorian guy. Yeah, I can't remember his name ever. Um, Pedro Pascal. Yes, and I really like it. But it's, uh, yeah, so they look at the Sonic movie. It does really well. 
Yeah. Sonic 2 comes out. I imagine all these studios are watching it. It does even better than you could expect for this follow-up for Sonic. Yeah. And they're like, what? Some executive that doesn't know anything says, what's the biggest game franchise that we can get our hands on? And someone says, oh, oh. well, my kid plays this Minecraft. Okay, that's the one we need. And let's tie somebody to it that the kids know. Uh, what about them superhero movies? Who's in that? Uh, that, that uh, my kid saw an Aquaman movie. And then they, let's get that guy. Like, that's what it feels like to me. Yeah. And I, f- I have a feeling, too, that this is only the beginning until the huge um, flop of one. You know, like you have your Sonic stuff. The Last of Us TV show will probably come out later this year. Is it slated for it to get pushed? I don't know. But anyway, you know, that'll do well um, and everything. And then something like this will come out and lose a studio $15 million and, be, and everyone else That's will run it? away from it. $15 million doesn't seem too bad. Per day. Oh, okay. That seems better. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, are, it feels like, to me, that we're getting back into this round of of people thinking that they can adapt video games well. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And that's it's, never, it's never been the case. No, it's never gone well. Um, the Silent Hill movie was good, the first one, uh, like the the horror movie, mm-hmm. which I know you guys don't do horror, but that was actually a pretty good adaption. Like that was like like I don't know, if, I can't say that it was like a good adaption of the game, but it was just like a a pretty decent movie. It was very foggy. It was very foggy all the time, and there was ash always falling. So in that way, it was a perfect adaption of the game. But yeah, so um, good luck, Jason Momoa. I don't know what this this it. I was expecting it to be animated. Really? Yeah, I mean it would make sense. Yeah, but did did it say live action? As far as yeah, yes, at least what I've read. That was the rumor. How are you going to do that? Because if it's like the, the most thing that'll be live action is a human, the rest of it's not going to be. They're not going to build practical. Yeah, sets. it can't be. So is it just going to be like Jason Momoa gets like sucked in, kind of like Jumanji ish, into this Minecraft world? And jeez, that sounds awful. Yeah, which I mean, they actually just did Jumanji the move those movies too. Did they? Yeah, yeah, with the Rock. With the Rock. Dwayne. Yes, that one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I like <laughs> you say that like you're on a first name basis with him. <laughs> uh, my man, Dwayne. <laughs> Was in that? <laughs> All right. And now, so anyway, yeah. So so big movie news and then weird movie news. Now we get on to a section of news that Stan has called the Netflix news section. Yeah, I just kept getting they hit. They just, I My mean. My timelines and yeah. notifications was Netflix is doing this and then that and then the other. And then they, you know, and it just was uh, being bombarded over the last week yeah. with Netflix news. So yeah, take us through some Netflix news. What do you got for us? Well, the first one. So when we watched the uh stranger things whatever is it four is that what we're on yeah. yeah when we watched the preview for that the first thing i said it was over is boy the they got a bigger budget yeah and um it seems that that's the case it says they're spending 30 million dollars per episode on that, this season that's mind-blowing because i remember how many I think episodes it, did they announce it i don't know if they i'm sure they did somewhere but i, I just remember I think it was the seventh season or like towards the end of Game of Thrones, people were freaking out because they were spending like a million dollars an episode or like $10 million an episode or something like that. I thought it was higher, but yeah, I mean, I know it was no, just I think a it was lot like of money. 10, but I mean, in addition to this, I, it says in this article that uh, Game of Thrones was uh, said to have cost 10 million per episode. Yeah. But before th- rising to 15 million for the final two seasons, 30 is just insane. 
that's even more than, again, according to this article from GameSpot.com, uh, than what Disney is spending on their uh, Marvel TV shows, which is around $25 million. And those are pr- those are pretty high quality, yeah. yeah. Productions. Yep. Wow, thirty million an episode—that's insane. I mean, that certainly raises the expectations. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know Stranger Things has been like one of their, you know, Cash it's, it's a it's a tentpole series. Yeah, for like it's service. been the probably one of the you know most popular ones on the the platform. Since. Well, I think when you think of Netflix, uh, like uh, what their IP. Yeah, I think that's one that comes to your mind immediately, for like first. Yeah, I, I honestly, that's probably the one that I think about. I probably don't think about anything else. I think about Witcher. Yeah, which yeah, to be honest with you, is the reason that I kind of keep paying for Netflix, is because I'm anticipating the next Witcher. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, the person that I live with, I'm related to by marriage, watches a lot of murder shows as we call them on the netflix but i'm sure she could find that elsewhere on another streaming platform I'm paying for <laughs> well i think uh paying for paying for netflix is maybe that's a good segue into your other articles here yeah and so there's three three other um uh, articles here from two from ign and one from deadline but they all kind of go together where so netflix announced that they are uh, upping the price and wait a minute what they're increasing prices again. They just did that. That's what I'm talking about. When they, they the one they did just did. Yeah. Which what did they increase to? It's like twenty bucks a month now for the 4K streaming version. Yeah, I think I have a chart in one of these. I forget. I think it's like fifteen or sixteen for the like. I guess they're kind of like more standard plan. Yeah, there's like a there's like a twelve dollar one where it's like you get like SD on one screen. Yeah, and then there's like a fifteen or sixteen dollar one that's like, s still SD, <laughs> but uh, or it might be like ten eighty p, but you get it in like you know four or five screens, and then there's the four K like you know, tippity top, you know the, so, the the one that you have to pay more even though every other streaming service gives you four K for the same regular so, price. So yeah, it's nuts. It's a, it's a good segue into there's actually another article which you don't have here. What? Yeah. So in addition to all this other ridiculous news, they also announced that within the next year they're going to be cracking down on password sharing. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, well, they've been, they've been kind of throwing this around for a little while. They've now. been talking about it, but they're saying now, yes, we're actually going to do it. I think they're testing in two markets. I thought they said like Peru and Peru and somewhere else they're testing where it's basically whatever technology they're using, whether it's IP address or whatever – um, you essentially have to pay like an extra like two to three dollars per per person. Yeah. yeah. So it's like basically an add-on, and I can't think of a better way to get more people to cancel their accounts than basically because like people were pointing out like they literally like a few years ago they were advertising about like um, somebody called something out where they literally on social media were saying like there's nothing says more than than I love you than sharing your Netflix password or something like that. Yeah. Where they're and now you that know came from Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Wow. and and now you know they're obviously they're realizing how much revenue they're losing. I think well, they said that seemed like an unforced error. Yeah, like, well, uh, I think they said there's something like a hundred million accounts that are sharing passwords. So if you you know that's a significant amount of revenue, which I completely understand. Ten bucks a month times a hundred million. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> a pretty good amount. Yeah, yeah, they said the early estimates is that if they make that change, that they're going to boost their business by like ten to fifteen percent. Just by cracking down on that. 
Yeah, except how many people are going to cancel their accounts. Well, we already have them losing uh, the biggest one-day drop, which is what here from, from IGN, of 200,000 people. With an, and it was said the, the expectation, I can't remember, is the, a projection of 2 million subscriber drop over the next quarter, which seems a lot. That is a lot. It's a lot. And it kind of goes in with the other story here with their, um, let's see, they lost $54.3 billion in uh you know the stock what is yeah. their value yeah it dropped like 30 percent. Yeah. yeah i mean the the thing is like it's very unrealistic that you like for the idea of capitalism that you can just continually forever expect that you're going to continue to increase subscribers and revenue and like at some point you're going to lose subscribers or money or whatever yeah but you know i, I think it's definitely you know that's not to say they're not doing things wrong and like I honestly like I would probably have canceled my account already if T-Mobile wasn't paying for the the bulk of it. And, I also have that. And like I might yeah. like after Stranger Things is over, I might cancel it because now they keep upping the price and now T-Mobile continues obviously it makes sense but they continue to you know start to pass on that extra cost. And you got the notification from them saying, "Hey, Netflix up the price. We're still only paying the amount we agreed to 3 years ago." Yeah, so I mean at some point if they continue to up it it's going to be like yeah, great. T-Mobile's paying 10 bucks, but now I'm paying 10 bucks too. And like, it's not worth that to me at a certain point. So I, yeah. I, I honestly don't watch really anything on Netflix anymore, except no. like every once in a rare while where there's something I'm really interested in. But I think the last time I watched something on Netflix is probably like three, four months ago, maybe. Yeah. I mean, my, my, and I think I talked about this last time is that I don't, I don't even know what's going on with Netflix because they still don't integrate with a lot of services. Like it doesn't Apple come up TV. on the Apple TV. Yeah, like if you can see like, you know, what to watch or any of the recommendations. Netflix doesn't integrate with it. Yeah, so, so and, and that's, I think, stupid. I don't know why, if it's an Apple thing or a Netflix no, thing. No, it's a Netflix thing. Because, you know, I'm in the Apple ecosystem. Yeah. As are tons of people in this country, at least. I mean, worldwide, Android's more popular. But in this country, it's overwhelmingly, especially with the younger people. Yeah. Apple which is also devices. Netflix's biggest market. Yeah. So when I go to, I have the, I mean, looking at my iPad screen right now, I have my little Apple TV uh, widget on the page. Yeah. And it tells me, yeah, hey, this, I got a new episode of this or that or the other. And whether it's in Hulu or Disney Plus or Peacock or what yeah. have you, then I'm just like, oh, well, l- let me check that one out. And Netflix, I have to like, and I know this is sort of a stupid thing to complain about, but it's not a complaint. It's a, I have to actively remember outside of my normal processes and everything that works nice and well on this device and every other device that, oh, that's coming out now, isn't it? Or something like that, where this just tells me. It tells me what's up. And I don't know why they would limit that unless there's some type of, uh, if Apple's taking a cut and they don't want to give it or something like that. I think that's exactly what's happening. So in order to integrate with the TV app, I'm pretty sure you need to integrate the payment system. Because when you purchase, like if you ever like buy something like through like you know Apple TV channels or whatever that stuff, like it it, it goes through your you know iTunes account. Are like I guess whatever that would be it. Is, yeah. yeah, so you can manage your subscription subscriptions from there, and that means that they're paying Apple's you know thirty fifteen to thirty percent cut. And obviously Netflix does not want to give that up. So yeah. um, it's interesting though because uh, Netflix actually does do this with uh, Google TV. So it really? does integrate with Google TV, which means Google probably gave them some type of sweetheart deal that they were able to agree to. So, yeah, you know, it's all just, you know, you know, 
dark rooms and executive meetings and just, you know, everybody, you know, at the highest levels of corporate just bitch about this stuff and we all suffer for it. Well, and as yeah. a result, they're... And, uh, well, Netflix suffers for it too, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's one of the stories here. Again, from IGN, they're slashing their animation uh, because of the drops. They're not going to yeah. put the money into it. Um, they're talking about, this is the one from Deadline, where they're going to add advertising. Which is um, something I thought that they said that they would never do. I don't know if they did I don't know if they but... said... I feel like they were very adamant against it, but, I mean, you know... Every, uh, most of the other streaming platforms have some sort of ad-supported version. So yeah, I'm, I'm completely fine with an ad-supported version. Yeah, like I, I understand you got to pay the bills. Well, the thing that's going to happen here is they're going to introduce this as like the lowest tier. Yeah, at whatever the cost is, like seven bucks a month or something like that, and then they're going to up the other the prices of the other ones again. Is my assumption of what's probably going to happen? I wouldn't. Yeah. I would think that the 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 introduction of an ad supported tier would negate the need to continue to increase prices elsewhere. Well, capitalism. Yeah, you know. I mean, they're going to increase the prices to yeah. whatever the market will bear. Exactly. Yeah, you, yeah. Ju- you. I mean, you just have to think about it. Like, yeah, okay, if they have several hundred million accounts paying subscribers, like increasing it by fifty cents or a dollar mm-hmm. has like a an astronomical impact. So. Yeah. You know, you assume like, okay, hey, great, here's our revamped pricing structure, the new ad-supported version, so you can get Netflix at way even cheaper, and here's the rest of the tiers, and now it's, you know, 50 cents more than it was before, but they yeah. kind of just slide that in there with, you know, without people really noticing, maybe. And this yeah. is the, this sort of, I was thinking about this, too. So when we look at, like, uh, Amazon and their Prime video mm-hmm. offering, but Amazon has a boatload of money and... uh avenues coming in elsewhere mm-hmm. apple and apple tv plus you know they're spending a lot of money on their stuff that they're making but they have tons of money they're a gigantic company they got money coming in other streams yeah and um well who just bought uh well like peacock that's under the whole peacock brand they got lots of stuff going on netflix is wholly netflix right i mean they're not owned by some large other corporation that's got tons of different yeah I mean, and that's that's pretty much the business model because, like, the streaming service in 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 most areas are not profitable. No, um, you know, Apple is an Apple TV Plus because you'll look at it and then go buy another iPhone because Bingo. you want to have Apple TV Plus, yeah. and it's you know Apple TV Plus even though it's on other streaming services, like it, it's just like one more thing. Especially if you're buying like the Apple One, you know, subscription yeah. bundle. Yeah, you just get all that stuff, and then you're like, well, I'm just gonna get an iPhone and an iPad and an Apple TV and yada That's yada yada. That's basically what I'm in. Yeah. Yeah, and because like they, Amazon's like you know, oh, you watch our streaming service, but then you also get this benefit of two day, you know, free shipping, and well, so you might as well order products through Amazon. We're collecting so much data on you and selling it, we're making a ton of money that we don't even have. Yeah, to charge Amazon's so also this. doing that. <laughs> you know, but the thing, yeah, but what where so, I was going with it was, uh-huh. do we see a scenario where Netflix is purchased by one of these other larger companies? No, yeah, I don't think not, so. Not anytime soon. Yeah. No, Netflix. Netflix is going to be fine. And in the end, they're making the right move. They're adding the ad-supported tier. That'll bring in a bunch of revenue. And, you know, with this password sharing thing, you know, if they release that beforehand, maybe they do, you know, all right, we'll drop all these people who are, you know, password sharing into the ad-supported tier or something like that. And they get, you know, yeah. it for free, but it's ads. And so then they're if still you getting more, the views, which are still making yeah. money off of. Yeah. I think it, the biggest thing for Netflix is probably that it just needs to cut back on the amount of money it's putting into content. Because yeah. Because it really... 
Netflix honestly feels like cable now. Like there's so much on Netflix it's, that it feels I, like it's the overwhelming. Thing. Yeah, it feels like the thing. It feels like cable. Like it feels like there's like 200 channels on it that have all this different stuff and it's all original. Well, but it's all over the place. They went they went for quantity over quality too. Like yeah. you know, people initially would bitch about Apple TV Plus not having anything, but it's like okay, they just started and they're going for like all you know Obviously, I haven't watched everything on there, but like everything I've watched on there has been incredible. Like, it's been really good. Yeah, they took the HBO approach. And Netflix was like that in the beginning. Like, most of the stuff on Netflix when it first kind of came out, obviously, they had they had like a back catalog of other stuff that they were paying to have on the platform, like other yeah. movies and stuff that they didn't own. But, you know, the stuff that they were actively paying to produce was really good, like Stranger they Things. They were much and that. more selective. And now it's just like, yeah, it's like garbage reality TV stuff that yeah i just yeah it's well that's 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 interesting because it made me think here of what do i go to netflix for and right now like if i'm just looking for something to watch i'll go to hulu Uh, Mm. i have the hulu like with the live tv and whatnot yeah so i'll go there if i'm just looking for something to watch Mm -hmm. i'll go to uh you know apple obviously in the apple ecosystem the tv plus is integrated and it's telling me what's there and what you know hey this is up you know uh, i really don't have to go looking for anything peacock i'm going there for specific things you know whether i want to watch the office or parks or uh, any of the wwe content that's on there or something and then but netflix i don't go there unless it's like it has to be very specific. Yeah. I don't go there and browse. Like you know, ever. the next season of The Witcher is coming out, so you're yes. gonna actively yeah. go there and watch that, and then nothing else. Yeah. yeah. Or if like there's a movie that I don't own that I'd like to watch, I'll check it to see if it's on there. You know what? That's a good thing. I haven't. I actually forgot about this. I have stopped doing that. Well, I have honestly forgotten to look to see if the movie's on Netflix. And that's the other problem. And so, with- like, if I can't find it and, like, just search and it's not on it and it says it's on none of the ones that are integrated with the Apple TV Bingo. app, yep. I just rent it. I have yeah. completely forgotten to go to Netflix to even check. Because with the Apple with Apple's ecosystem, you search it and it's searching all your other streaming things and telling yeah. you if it's there, if it's, you can rent it. You can rent, it even tells you you can rent it from them, mm-hmm. but it doesn't tell you anything about Netflix. So then I have to remind myself, oh, go and check there just to see if it's there. Yeah, I've completely forgotten to do that at this point. Yeah. In the end, Netflix is going to be fine. You know, they're going to add this ad-supported tier. They're going to crack down on password sharing. They're going to get a ton of money. They'll be around for a long time. I think Microsoft's going to buy them and ruin them. (laughs) Microsoft's just like hunting for a streaming service. I mean, if they want to buy one, they could buy CNN+. Plus. (laughs) Yeah. So I, I listened to a, a, a tech uh, podcast called The Vergecast, and they have a scale uh, for streaming services. Of, of It's called the Go90 scale of Doom streaming services, because mm-hmm. back in the day, Verizon lost a streaming service called Go90, mm-hmm. and it like crashed and burned. And um, of course, CNN Plus, uh, before the CNN Plus, the, the, war, the, the fastest 0 to 90 on the Go90 scale of Doom streaming services was Quibi. <laughs> which lasted like seven or eight months, yeah. And then CNN Plus lasted three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I will. You know say what this. the best part? Is? I, I, I have a personal experience here. I actually bought CNN Plus. Really? Because there were two shows that I actually wanted to you watch. Were their lone subscriber? Yeah, and uh, they gave me a lifetime discount for half off the subscription. So instead of five ninety nine a month, it was two ninety nine a month. <laughs> wow. So I. <laughs> have been a fully lifetime subscriber of <laughs> CNN Plus for a half-off discount. And I have gotten 
three dollars worth <laughs> of that <laughs> discount. <laughs> so oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty incredible. So yeah, but yeah, well, so. I will say this: I give them credit for not wasting time and resources. Well, here, into something here, that they see is obviously doing. No, well, here's the, here's what happened with this, or at least what is expected to have happened, is that CNN uh, and you know Warner Media and all that was in the process of getting acquired by Discovery. Oh, it's true. And they did not want to launch this thing, so but the, before the merger went through, they launched it thinking, well, it's ready to go. Let's just launch it before the merger goes through while we still control this. Mm-hmm. Hopefully will you know be so successful right off the gate that they won't have like that they would look bad to shut it down and it you know it didn't it didn't do that it was slowly getting you know growing yeah. like i think they were somewhere between 10 to 20,000 subscribers so they had like a slow start so yeah then the discovery bought them and they were like yeah like so oh, much so for that was, so it was still on the upswing they they were but not anymore it's it's over well obviously you announce it's done mm-hmm. people aren't going to stick around yeah 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 so yeah, CNN Plus, awesome. Three weeks, R.I.P. Three week long streaming streaming service, R.I.P. Yep. All right, I think that's everything in news. Anybody got anything else? I don't think so. Okay, let's move on to some trailers. We already talked about Thor God. Thor Thor, 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 Thor I don't know why I can, Thor. I think of God of Love and Thunder, <laughs> but I know it's Love and Thunder. Damn it. Uh, we already talked about that, so we can move on for that. God of Love. God of Love. And, there you and go. Thunder. thunder. <laughs> All right, so um, we had we didn't get a lot of new trailers this week. Thor was actually the only like brand yeah. spanking new trailer that we haven't mm-hmm. seen anything before. But there were some other trailers that were notable. We got a Top Gun trailer, which wasn't really so much a trailer, more of a featurette, but it kind of showed a lot of the behind the scenes of how they created. It was the really cool. Yeah. So uh, I know we talked about this before, how like we were kind of wondering what was practical and not, and man, there is a lot of practical in this movie. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, it was unbelievable. And I love how, like, hands-on Tom Cruise was, where he was, like, literally designing the... It was saying, like, he designed the flight program that they were, like, training with and all that kind of stuff. I mean, that guy is... Uh, guy's crazy. ...dedicated. Yep. But anyway, seeing this featurette made me even more stoked to see the movie, because knowing that so much of it is practical. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, yeah. like, even if it's a shitty story, like... The, it, the action visually, be awesome. yeah, like yeah. it looks incredible. I honestly have zero interest in this movie. Really? Yeah. Oh my god. And it's not like I, I, I like Tom Cruise movies. Um, you know, planes and fighty stuff. <laughs> it's all good. I but... like Tom Cruise and I like planes, planes and fighty. <laughs> but for some reason, I know like Tom Cruise and planes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just don't. I don't know. Yeah. This is also, I think, coming no, out in put July. Put that man on the outside of a plane and yeah. <laughs> strap him to a plane. There, and now we're talking. That, yeah, now man. we're talking. Yeah. That's it. Which happened. When, I know. In, when he's inside uh, of a plane. Mission Protocol? Like yeah, I forget I which Mission Protocol. Yeah. I haven't seen any of those either. Oh, come on. I want to watch all the Mission Impossibles, but I they, just haven't. They keep getting better. See, this is like, what i Fallout told. was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Remember when uh, me and Zach went uh, <laughs> camping one time with our friend and we got so bored of camping that we just went and saw the... No, it was like... Or no, it was like super It was hot. like 95 and humid and we were like, fuck this. So we went to the closest town and we went to see Mission Impossible in the, <laughs> so in the air that. conditioning. <laughs> that was a and good it was, time. it was a really good movie. It was a great movie. Yeah. yeah. All right. So moving on. We got a second trailer for Lightyear, the new Disney Plus film. 
Is this coming out in theaters? I don't know. I see. I'm really confused is it about straight this. Straight to Disney Plus. It seems like it might oh, be. That'd be. Great. When I first heard about it, when they first did the teaser, I thought it was a series on Me Disney too. Plus. Me too. But then when this trailer came out, it like it was. They made it clear it was a, a movie. But I also think it it is going straight. To, but then I thought I saw something that said theaters as well. So I I'm really confused about yeah. what the. But anyway, I mean, I think generally it looks awesome. Uh, you know, I think not something like. 10 years ago i would have thought like a you know buzz light your origin story um but i'm I'm excited for yeah. it it looks really cool and... it looks great yeah it looks yeah. like a lot of fun yeah i think it's gonna be great for families great for anybody who loved toy story as a kid that yeah. grew up and they'll probably watch it too like yeah i'll just say my son is the biggest zerg fan of anyone i've ever seen did he watch this trailer no he didn't know this exists i'm gonna hit him with oh it man he's oh, gonna nice. lose his shit yeah yeah well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it seems great. I'm excited to see Chris Evans. It's it's odd. At first, I thought it might be weird to not have Tim Allen as Buzz Lightyear. I but feel it's you fun. gotta f- assume yeah. that there's gonna be some sort of like voice cameo from him in the movie somewhere. Hmm. I don't know. Also, in this one, we got introduced to more of like I guess like his friends, Buzz Lightyear's friends or coworkers, you know, coworkers or you know whatever. And Taika Waititi showed up. You know, like as you know, one of the characters I forget what the name was, but unmistakable, yeah, Taika Waititi voice. So this is like Taika Waititi in two trailers in one week. This guy's everywhere. He what is. was the other trailer he was in? Thor. Thor. Oh, that's right. He's 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 uh Korg. Yeah, I you were the one who brought this that. up. Yeah. yeah, I didn't. I forgot he was the 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 voice behind behind him. Yeah. Yep. So uh, last trailer. Was a red band trailer for the Northmen. <laughs> My favorite, the thing that I was laughing at when I was watching this was like the the cuts that they did with the the text the on the screen. Quotes? Yeah, and it was like it's awful. It's like gory as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> like badass as shit. Yeah. So <laughs> so when when it began, yes, it's it's brutal. But if you're gonna do something accurate to to the story, it seems that they're telling. I think that that's appropriate for this. Yeah. But then when they intercut those quotes which were just corny and horrible, it yeah. took me out of, I never want to see this now. Yeah. Because I was like, that's what we're going for well, here? Well, you know what? I'm still going to see this movie because it's, um, I think the director's name is Robert Eggers. And he I'm made... For something else. Uh, yeah, he made um, The Lighthouse. Okay. Uh, I haven't and, seen that. And The Witch. And both of those movies were weird, but really good. So I'm actually pretty stoked for this movie. I think maybe the marketing decisions weren't necessarily yeah, great, like yeah, throwing those quotes in. Yeah. Um, but um, but yeah, this uh, just knowing that it's Robert Eggers. If they had, that's what they should have done. They should have said like you know, like really pushed, like you know, like M.I. Shyamalan would have like a new movie come out, and they'd be like the creator of the Sixth Sense and yeah. Signs, and you were like, oh man, well if it's that guy, I'm gonna definitely check out this movie. That's probably what they should have leaned more heavily on here, yeah. um, because both of those movies. You know, they're not huge, but they're really weird and good. And yeah. this is probably going to be in the same thing. And the cast of this is like pretty in- phenomenal as well. It's like Alexander Skarsgård, that one right, of our I, favorites. Uh, yeah. William Defoe's in this as so well. Yeah, they, they very show quickly quick. showed him yeah. in the trailer making yeah. like the strangest face. And I was like, I'm here yeah. for it. Which literally looked like is, an outtake of the lighthouse. Yeah, this is a, it's, <laughs> it, it's in the lighthouse universe. Yeah. That's what this takes place yep. in. Yeah, same character. Yeah, so it just looks like a story about some dude who gets betrayed, and yeah. then he just goes and kills everybody. Yeah. I think. I, I mean, I'm all about shirtless. Yeah, I'm yeah. all about Viking related storylines, and I, I mean, I think visually it looks just like the cinematography looks awesome, yeah. and I'm sure it's going to be great action. And 
I assume it's going to be a good story too. I, I mean, outside of the terrible marketing and uh, you know taglines that they were using in the trailer, I think it looks really good. So I'm I'm definitely there for it. I just learned yep. something about you. What? Quote: I'm all about Viking-related storylines. You can quote me on that. End quote. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think that's uh, trailers. Anybody got anything else on trailers? Just can't wait for Thor. Yeah. Let's go. Same. And Top Gun, except for Stan. Eh. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break for ads, and then uh, we'll be back to talk about our movie review. I'm just kidding. We, we don't have ads yet. <laughs> Bro- brought to you by Netflix. <laughs> brought to you by CNN Plus. Catch our new series. <laughs> brought to you by Quibi. <laughs> All right, so uh, Zach, this is uh, I'm gonna hand it off to you because you had the uh, the movie review for this week. I did choose the movie, uh, yeah, Forrest Gump, which um, I can't remember when I saw this movie for the first time. I feel like I was younger, probably in my teens at some point, but um, yeah. Also, yes, I know Stan left this note. Uh, my favorite director, Robert Zemeckis. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because the other movie we did with, for you was Back, Back to, to the, the Future. future. Yeah. Um, What's the next one? Also, I also noticed... <laughs> Castaway. <well>, yeah. <laughs> Big. Um, I also noticed uh, in the, the credits as they were rolling for the intro of this movie yeah. that um, the the guy who did the score was uh, Alan Silvestri. I did. Again. I noticed that too. Are you serious? Yeah. 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 I was yeah. like, oh my God, it's another fucking Alan Silvestri movie. Like, this guy's everywhere. There you go. We can only pick Alan Silvestri and Robert Zemeckis movies. <laughs> 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 that is our niche category. Um, yeah, no, I mean... Uh, it was just a movie I hadn't watched in a really long time, and I thought it would be a great one to go through and, and revisit because um, it's a fantastic movie. Um, came out in 1994. Obviously, Robert Zemeckis was director. Tom Hanks, uh, Robin Wright. Were I honestly didn't. Sally Field. I I didn't realize that Robin Wright. Like I know Robin Wright because I was she was huge in House of Cards. Yeah. And like I know her from that, and I just. I didn't put together that she was in this movie for the longest time, even though I'd seen it, you know, multiple times throughout my life. I feel like like she's in a lot of iconic stuff. Like she's also in The Princess Bride. Oh my god. Which you're like right. yeah, it's those movies when it's like those are icon like that was an iconic movie from when I was a kid. And then I just like, yeah, wow, I didn't realize that was her in it. And I feel like, yeah, she just she has a lot of good performances. You just kinda um, you know, don't think about her at the time. But yeah, she's a great actress. Um yeah. So we- I also who put in here that instead of Gary Sinise it says Gary Asinine. <laughs> so the thing was when I came to the doc, I read it and it said Gary Asinine. So I just bolded it because <laughs> I wasn't changing. I, I must have put it in there and it probably autocorrected. <laughs> Good old Gary Asinine. All right. I'm gonna very much attempt to just call him Gary Asinine <laughs> for the rest of this podcast. I'm sorry. Sorry, Gary. Oh man, um, <laughs> he's one of our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> he's on his getaway to the Czech Republic. We're gonna, I was gonna say we're gonna like look and see like you know last year Gary Sinise moved with his wife to like Czech Republic or Australia or something. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Anyway, so we we opened on the movie um, with a a feather floating around and into a uh, Forrest Gump sitting on the park bench, the iconic park bench. Which, by the way. Um, so Carolyn and I, my wife and I visited Savannah, I don't know, maybe like 10 years ago. And I was like determined to look for this bench. And we, I like looked it up on the internet to find, you know, where the, this square was in Savannah and we mm-hmm. went there and everything. And 
Uh, apparently, they took the bench. <laughs> so of course, yeah, they they took it after the filming, but um, I I had to pose on like another bench that was there to uh, poser. To, yeah, I was a poser. So was the bench there before the movie, or did they put it there for the movie? I don't remember exactly, but I think they took it and now it's in some like film like place that has like a lot of film like memorabilia. It's in the Steamtown oh, okay. Mall. It's it's in the Steamtown <laughs> Mall. Yes. Um but anyway, yeah. Uh pretty iconic and, and he says I didn't realize that he says life is like a box of chocolates in like the opening scene. Yeah. But immediately it's, immediately it's there. Um I don't know who put this what's the deal with yeah, what's the, the deal with the, the bench is like on a raised platform. It looks really odd. I didn't notice anything. Yeah, I wasn't yeah, too concerned about that. Like up on a curb, like race platform thing. His well, you shoes don't want to put it in the middle of the street. When that, when that, uh, Is he wearing? I didn't. Re- I he's didn't, wearing the he's shoes wearing that Jenny that's, gave him. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. So, and he's run thousands of miles in those shoes. One would assume it's amazing those shoes are like he's still able to yeah, wear those that, shoes. That seems a little unrealistic to me because at thousands of miles, they honestly would, they would it be like broke shredded the whole apart. Movie for me, and I. <laughs> What'd you say? I said it broke the whole movie for me. <laughs> <laughs> Took me out of it. I'm done. This is unrealistic. Yeah. <laughs> done. Um, but yeah, he, he just uh, starts telling this stranger his life story. And uh, that's when we kind of go into it, which we get that whole narrative throughout. It's It continually cuts between him narrating and telling about his life to the strangers and different strangers on the bench and then cutting um, in between to the different scenes of his life. So I feel like at this point, the person that's there obviously doesn't want to listen to him. Mm-hmm. And we're kind of made to feel like she's being rude. Yeah. But I've been in this situation and I'm that person. I don't want to hear what anyone else has to say when I'm out waiting for something like that. I think it, I mean, I would say on the average, like a friendly conversation is fine, but this guy is literally going into his life story and the average yeah. person, like when you're on your commute or like if this lady just worked a full day of work and she's just like, God damn it, the last thing I want to do is listen to this guy. Yeah. Tell me his life story. Also, if I was on a park bench and someone was like, those are real nice shoes. I wish I had a pair of shoes like that. I'd be like, ah, uh, that's my this, bus. This, this man is trying to steal the shoes off of my feet. Yeah. Um, that's 1981 in Savannah. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, I know. It's a different I just thing. thought it was pretty funny. It was, yeah. Like, uh, I don't know how that would go over now. Yes. But he, uh, so he first goes into about how when he was a kid, uh, he had to get his his magic shoes because he had, uh, I guess, a curved spine or he can't walk right. Uh, so he has to get leg braces put on and they, they kind of show him. And uh, I I love, so this is kind of the first part where we um, we get him in like historical footage and that's a, a reoccurring theme throughout the whole thing yeah but this is, is always great by far one of my favorite things so he's telling about how he got his name forest which is obviously like not a super common name and uh he says he's he's named after one of his uh relatives nathan bedford forest <laughs> who is a member of the ku klux klan and he founded it <laughs> he founded yeah, it like founded and, it and uh he's like they'd all dress up in their bed sheets and ride around like a bunch of ghosts or something <laughs> It's I I just love like Tom Hanks played the part perfectly and like the innocence that when he says stuff like that when you're just like what the hell <laughs> but like he just like the way he plays the character is just like he doesn't know any better like he doesn't understand what the Ku Klux Klan is like he just yeah it's just like a club to him but yep. you know obviously and, his, and you know you're kind of like taken aback oh geez can't believe they went there with this but then he they the the movie addresses it quickly he says well his mom told him. She named the Met to remind her that sometimes we do things that don't make no <laughs> sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. man, this movie has so many, like, I just, I forgot how many, like, iconic 
quotes and lines there are from this like mama always had a way of explaining things like he's <laughs> there's so many like one-off stupid lines. is as stupid yeah does. i know like i i had to write them all down here because i just yeah it was fantastic but um so yeah then we we kind of get that whole introduction where he has to get the leg braces because his you know his spine or his leg issues and he lives with his mom alone um they have this boarding house or kind of like in in uh, alabama um that has a lot of people that come through um and we kind of go through this where his mom is trying to get him into school but the principal or the head of the school is saying hey you know he's he's got a really low iq he's he's just a little bit shy of uh what the what the average is and did uh, anybody notice the paper that he shows sally field the chart the chart it's not like like scores or like it's a, it's another thing that like doesn't really explain a chart it's another chart that bothers me like i know we talked about this in <laughs> alien with the numbers yeah but it was literally just like average below average and like normal and it was just a dotted line yeah. but there weren't any numbers <laughs> to say like what constituted below average i thought there was a number there there weren't any numbers no, no i was expecting like it's, it's like some type of scoring system because he was on just... he was right below the 80 80 was where the normal yeah he was like 75 or something so he wasn't far off but yeah yeah um but anyway then we find out that all uh, right you're right yeah sorry there were numbers (laughs) it was it was a slightly better chart (laughs) (laughs) i can't wait to uh to find out about your next chart analysis in the next movie (laughs) and uh you'll you'll be the chart guy and stan will be stan will be the product placement guy yeah i'm 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 surprised that after back to the future we haven't heard it much more from Stan about product placement were there any in this movie did, that you oh, noticed? Nike. Nike. Apple. Apple and the, the shrimp company. Yep. Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Mr. Oh, yeah. Mr. Dog. No, the thing was, it was just so, uh, it was just so in your face and constant in the other movie. It's what I noticed while watching. Mm. Um, yeah, so we find out that he lives with his mom. Uh, anyway, she's trying to get him into, you know, the best school possible because obviously she knows that that's going to help him along in life. And, uh. I said that we we find out that Sally Fields' uh, mama really will do anything because she ends up uh, sleeping with the principal to mm-hmm. get him Don't into think school. There's much sleeping going on. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh, but, but my favorite part by far was when the principal comes out and he's like kind of like dabbing the sweat off and he's like, "Oh, your mama really." Does care about your schooling. You don't say much, do you? And then, then young Forrest just looks at him and goes, <laughs> like mocking the sound that the guy was making while he was great. Oh man, yeah, fantastic. Um, we also see then um, the continued, uh, I guess, introduction of like uh, Forrest's place in influencing history um, with Elvis is, uh, or you know, you assume that it's obviously Elvis. Um, they don't show his face initially. Uh, is staying at the the bed and breakfast or whatever it is, and I thought it was Nick Cage. Yeah, it was Nick Cage, <laughs> and uh, and Nick Cage learns Forrest's dance moves. So we see there he's playing the guitar, and he's like, "Oh, show me some moves or whatever." And and Forrest kind of does the the sway with his leg braces, and then uh, then they later show him on a TV doing that, and uh, his mom's like, "Come on, you should be looking at that." But uh, we we realize that Forrest was <laughs> the uh, creator of the iconic Elvis hip swing there yeah yeah i i also love just like the way that he like talks about like when he kind of ends the story because he goes like some years later that that nice young man must have sang too many songs or something (laughs) yeah Yeah, there was there was another thing that i like i didn't realize until like it got a little bit into the movie again but like 
how his narration he would like say something in the narration and then immediately the, the character would say the exact same thing yeah, yeah. that that was so good um i think the the one example um i i gave was when they're in vietnam which we'll talk about later but um he's like and lieutenant dan would always tell us to shut up and get down and then G- gary asinine says shut up get down <laughs> Uh, Solid use of Gary yeah, thank very you. quickly thank in, the, you. in the moment there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I just, I, I love that because it's, yeah, it's just something about it is, it's just really funny the way they do it. But um, so then Forrest gets into school uh, due to his uh, mother. Mother's being, efforts. Yes, yep. her, her efforts. Sally Fields takes one for the team. Yes, yes, she does. Uh, this is where we, we first meet Jenny, but this whole. He goes to get on the bus. Yeah. The bus driver's smoking a cigarette. <laughs> hey, man, it was like the 50s. I know, it's just so funny. Uh, yeah the dorothy harris yeah you know can't take the cigarette out of dorothy harris <laughs> <laughs> yes if i had a nickel for every time i heard that <laughs> i think i think that may have been our first declaration of this podcast <laughs> oh man uh yeah so he well yeah there's there's so many good parts to this so many good uh lines but yeah he he goes to get on the bus and He's like, aren't you going to get on the bus? And he says, mama says don't go with strangers or something like that. And it's like, I'm Forrest, Forrest Gump. Well, now we ain't strangers anymore. <laughs> uh, but then we get the, <laughs> my favorite, there's a lot of like favorite pronunciations for me in this movie. And one of them is when, so he walking down the aisle of the bus and all the kids are saying like seats taken in their, you know, thick Alabama accents. And the one, the one kid says, can't sit here. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, then then he uh, he meets Jenny, who lets him sit there with him, mm-hmm. and um, they quickly become friends. And uh, we we see they're like peas and carrots, according to Forrest. Well, before that, the, I did want to just point out is that the 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 boy's voice cracks, like whoever the actor was that was playing young Forrest Gump. But she's like, you know, I'm Jenny, and he goes, I'm Forrest, Forrest Gump. <laughs> like, like, it's like voice cracked in the middle of it. And I I wonder if like they shot that and they were like, oh, like he kind of like messed that up but like it just sounded so you know like natural that like maybe he was nervous yeah and they just like kept it in there i like really hope that's the case because i don't think that actor attempted to make it sound like that because he he said he said his name like a couple of times like he said like when he right said he was coming on the bus and he didn't say it like that so i I wonder if that was like a little bit of a screw up that they just kept in this this kid he does like a really good job he yeah, yeah he's great has he done anything else I, I don't have no idea who think that person is. So, as far as I know, I didn't look up any. Is history he like on the him. Biff of this franchise? <laughs> <laughs> Young Forest is the oh yeah, yeah is the Biff. What other movies are in the Forrest Gump franchise? <laughs> oh, I'm sure there's. Then they what was in the post credit scene on this one? <laughs> I can't remember what they said away. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah. So they become quickly become best friends, and we kind of get them a montage of them um doing different things and you know they they have their favorite tree that they go to which uh, I, I really liked when he's like she showed me how to climb and i showed her how to dangle and he's just like <laughs> like a monkey with one arm hanging off this giant tree um but then we think you know find out some uh kind of probably the genesis of uh as i think stan as you put this horrible jenny uh was how you were calling her throughout our notes i so since you brought it up yeah. This movie, there are certain parts of it that I really enjoy, but as a whole, I do not like it. Really? Yes. And it is because of the Jenny character. 
it ruins the entire movie for me. And it's, I call her horrible Jenny because I feel like, and we'll kind of touch on it, but throughout the entire movie, and it starts with this, when she's a kid, they try to, to sort of make you feel for her, Mm -hmm. but they don't earn it. It's like, it's just like they tell you, oh, this is bad, so you should feel for her because now she's treating Forrest in a horrible way constantly. Like, because she just screws with him basically the entire time and strings him along and kind of uses him a lot. And they don't, and then, and then they try to put in stuff like this, like, oh, but feel bad for her because of that or because of her drug problem or because of this or something else throughout the entire movie. But because they don't spend any time on it and they don't spend any character development on it, it doesn't, it's not earned for me. And then because you're telling me to do it in a certain way, it doesn't work. And I just find that this character that the movie's portraying as someone who I should feel for. I don't, and it just throws the movie upside down for me. And anytime she's on, I just get pissed. <laughs> it's like, it's like, get this asshole out of here. She's fucking with this guy. <laughs> Can't take it. That's interesting. I mean, I can definitely see it. Like, it is frustrating to watch, you know, because he doesn't know any better. Like, he's the yeah. most, he, like, he's so just, like, genuine and loyal mm-hmm. throughout the entirety of the movie, and he doesn't know any better. And, yeah, she just unfortunately then takes advantage of that and treats him like crap and you know we'll touch on many of those things but yeah yeah i i can see your your point i mean it does frustrate me when i watch this movie but at the same time like i feel happy with the way things you know play out throughout the the rest of the plot yeah i i think they earn your initial feelings of like you know you your feel for jenny and the thing that she's going through especially as a kid as a kid yes right and then as she grows up, you can tell she's kind of like, you know, so wrapped up in her own thing that she can't see kind of what's right in front of her. There's this like great guy that just like cares for her. I feel like she but, does see it. Um, I don't know. But I I will say, like you keep saying that like she shows up and like messes with him. Like he goes to her multiple times yeah. like, at the college. He's the one he that shows see- up. He seeks when her she's out at a the lot. like yeah, when she's at the like performing with the guitar, sure. he seeks her out. It's only when, but like, why and then they have, it? like, the happenstance, you know, uh, meeting in uh, D.C. Right. It's really when she comes to his house and then sees him and stays with him and then, like, just leaves without saying yeah. anything. That was yeah. the one moment where I was like, man, that But that's, that like, sucks. the culmination of Because at any point, the reason why he is always thinking about her, going after all this stuff, mm-hmm. is how she portrays herself to him in their relationship. At no point is she like, dude you need to stop. This isn't what you think it is. You know, like she doesn't take any responsibility for how she leads him on through his entire life. Well, she says, you don't know what love is. When he goes to her, when she's playing the guitar, she says, stay away from me, Forrest. Just stay away. So she, yeah, she pushes him away. She too. does at first. She said, but then she says something else to keep him there. She does it every single time. Not, no. Yeah. No. Why don't we address this? in pieces as we go through this no we're gonna no no we're gonna have this out right now no all right i'm not saying that i think that she's like a saint because she's not like she 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 obviously has a a a really hard experience throughout her life yes and that affects forest Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways some kind of brought on by himself because he just kind of keeps trying to seek her out but also, yeah, when they are together, she does kind of like, you know, 
like you well, dump that on him. And I think ways. my problem is not so much with the setup or the character or how mm-hmm. it is, but it's how they portray it to me. I don't think that they get to the point where they earn, like you had a comment about how the end is so rough. I didn't feel it because I don't think that they earned it from me by the portrayal on the screen. Mm. That's the problem I have. Not so much, like I understand what they're trying to do. Yeah. I don't think they get there. I think you're just a cold-hearted bastard. Well, that's part of it. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got no soul. <laughs> I was bawling my eyes out at the end of the yeah. movie. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's let's move on. We can talk about it more because there's plenty of times when he, she pops in and out of his life throughout the whole thing. But um, yeah, I mean, we, we initially kind of get this thing where Forrest is confused because she never wants to go home and we do find out about that soon after, um, which is that, you know, her dad is an abusive drunk. We don't, mm-hmm. we don't ever get like any, they never show her mom or anything like that. We assume that it's just her dad and, you know, Jenny and her sister um, yeah. and that, yeah, we get where he he's kind of, you know, trying to find them and they run into the field and, you know, they're praying to, to kind of get away from everything. But, um, so obviously she has a very rough childhood and, you know, we can, it's implied that she's abused and and all those types of things. And that's kind of the genesis of, um, how she kind of treats him and how she acts throughout the whole movie. So, um, but then we get, uh, you know, Forrest is obviously, you know, bullied, unfortunately, because of his leg braces, we get um, the I- iconic run forest run. Yes, scene. this is the first time of several <laughs> that we get we get the first run forest run. So uh he's they're kind of walking down the path from school and um the kids on their bikes are the bullies on their bikes are riding behind and calling him mean mean names and they start throwing rocks at him. Um and you know, Jenny says, Run forest run and uh and then he uh he starts running or kind of hobbling along and then suddenly i love this scene i don't know i wish i knew looked up how they shot it but like how the leg braces kind of like explode off of his legs and all the pieces go flying and he starts mm-hmm. running um but i just love the Get little squibs on him yeah maybe yeah explosives tied to <laughs> tied to the kid's legs. The child's legs yeah that seems <laughs> um but I, I this is another one of my favorite pronunciations from tom hanks well when, hang on when oh. when they start chasing him yeah in that one kid the bully kid goes, get the bikes. <laughs> oh, that's funny to me. Uh, but I love how Tom Hanks says, from that day on, if I was going somewhere, I was running. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also thought it was really funny because then when he starts like just jetting down that dirt road, he has like a whole cloud of dust like following behind him like the road runner. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was really cool how they like, you know, they like panned him running by. But then, like, when they panned back. He was gone. Yeah, because like they would like pan him running by, and then the kids. But like he was out of frame, so obviously he would just like duck off to the right. Right. And then there was a, someone else like way down the ways <laughs> running their ass off. Right. And then like when they panned the rest of the way, they saw the other person. Like that was a very like very simple but like very effective way to do that shot. Yeah. Um. And then so yeah we we have that initial scene and then I think it goes through the the scene with you know Jenny trying to escape her her dad and everything like that and then they very quickly we get out of Young Forest and immediately then into uh I guess we assume at that point he's like you know almost going to graduate high school or whatever soon yeah. but uh we get the same scene of Forest and Jenny as you know uh, older teenagers walking down the dirt road and now this time instead of bikes the guys are in a truck uh, and you know she says run forest run again and yep. he's 
you know, taken off down the dirt path, but now he's like fucking flying down this road. <laughs> and this is when this amazing part when then he takes like a turn into the football field. Before that, when he's running through the field and they're chasing him with the truck, yeah, and there's that fence there. Yeah. I don't know if it I I, I it couldn't have been Tom Hanks, but the whoever jumped. Yeah. The vertical on that dude <laughs> yeah. over that fence was hey, unbelievable. Must have so, helped him in his football career. Yeah, yeah. So whoever whoever jumped that fence, I mean, if it was Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks is much more talented than I thought and had many more talents. But uh, yeah, the vertical on that per- person, uh, well done. Yeah, um, but yeah. So he he runs across the football field in the middle of a practice or a game or whatever it is, and um, <laughs> running straight across, and they're like. <laughs> Who the hell is that? Just some local idiot. <laughs> but, but he sure can run. But he's so fast that he overtakes he's literally on it. the line when he's literally like next to the quarterback when he throws the ball and then next to the guy that next to the guy that ends up next to the guy that caught it. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> Which like the guy like it was like a long pass too. It wasn't like a short pass. Yeah. So yeah, there was <laughs> That was a great way to show just how fast he was. Yeah, that was, that was pretty fun. It was incredible. But then this is an immediate segue. Then so his obviously his running gets him into I guess it's the University of Alabama. Yeah, he gets mm-hmm. a, a football scholarship, and <laughs> I love. Uh, so we see it now, and then we see it a little bit later as well. But so he's running, and they're they're all like trying to direct him of like where to go. Like he catches the ball, and they're like he's running straight towards the sideline, and they're like, no, go this way, go this way. Uh, and then he runs to the end zone and then just keeps running and crashes straight through the band. <laughs> <laughs> and then later they, you see like the them, crowd has signs. That yeah. Say, it'll be like run forest. And, and then, then they switch over. It's, it's a, a stop. stop. Yeah. 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 I thought that was uh, really well done. Um, and then we get, uh, so this is another um, his- historical appearance. So he ends up at the, um, uh, I guess I forget what school it is where they do the initial like uh, segregation, like integration of. Um, that was at Alabama. Yeah, I, I, school. Yeah, I guess I just didn't remember how was it like close to where he was going to school or whatever it was, but um, where you know these black students are trying to go to into a white school for the first time and they they have the police protection. It's like a very famous point in um, civil, and national guards there. Yeah, in the civil rights movement and everything like that. And there's there's Forrest in the crowd and he kind of just wanders behind where the um where the guy's speaking and then he's on TV kind of just like <laughs> yeah. looking around like what's going on here? Uh and he actually ends up picking up a book and handing it to the one girl who's walking into the into the school. Um so yeah, it's just one of many moments where he's just, you know, a part of iconic moments in history. Yeah. And once again, just like shows that like he's so innocent that like the one guy's like, yeah, they want to come to school with us. And he's like, oh, they do. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, he calls them. The guy calls them. Oh, I, I, and he, I, I, I kept out the yeah the, the racist, the horrible, the, the yeah horrible racist but way he Forrest said it. is just yeah. like, but oh yeah, like in like the kitchen the all the time. <laughs> At, yeah, he's yeah, yeah he's but he's just like kind of like you know, just like they do, like oh, like okay, like you know, he's just so innocent about it. He yeah. didn't realize that they were segregated because of racism. He just yeah, in his life experience, oh, they just went to another school. Like, yeah, no yep. yeah, yeah, so good. Um. But yeah, so we get that, and then um, this is another moment. Then he goes to visit Jenny at her school. Heated moment. I'm ready. I'm ready for it. How do you, How did you feel about this one? So Forrest seeks her out this time. He goes to her all girls yeah. school, and um, he's ready to go round two with Stan here. Yeah, he's he's uh, <laughs> he's waiting for her outside, 
Um, it's raining. He sees the car pull up and, um, you know, she's getting dropped off by her boyfriend or whoever he is. And is that what they call it? Getting dropped off? Yeah. Uh, they, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> they park, they park the car and they're kind of fooling around and, but she's kind of like annoyed at this guy or whatever. And Forrest, you know, his immediate instinct is to protect her. He thinks that, you know, uh, this guy is doing something terrible to her. And so he runs and, and starts, he just opens the door and starts wailing on this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the guy's pissed off. Jenny's like, no, stop, you know? Um, anyway, open for discussion. Oh, she yells well, at him, but that's 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 fine. The, yeah. the interaction here is it, fine. Well, the, I until they get back we, to yeah. the room. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then it gets then it goes a little off the rails a little bit. <laughs> when when Jenny, you know, sitting there and you ever been with a girl for <laughs> and starts kind of sexually assaulting uh, him, which is just you know, I mean, the way it's set up here is she didn't get it from the dude in the car she wanted it from. So what's she going to try to get it from him? Like that's that's the the chronological process that we got <laughs> through here with. Yeah, I don't it's know horrible. To, I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, don't know, know what she, this one. Yeah, I don't know what she was thinking here. Like and it was then, pretty messed up. Uh, it's it is funny though when the camera pans out and the roommates, <laughs> her eye, yeah, her eyes <laughs> are just like, like what laying the there, hell? <laughs> you know, quote sleeping when she's awake, like terrified. <laughs> and you know what? Me as the viewer watching Jenny act like this, I'm terrified as well. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't have much of a defense for this one. No. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah, the only thing I can think of is that she was like like trying to to like bring him into this world of sexuality. I don't know. Because he never had been before and he would maybe feel comfortable with her because they've known each other or something like that. But man, it was it was weird. Yeah. It was, like, I, that's the that's the only like the only thing I could maybe think was going in her on in her head, but man, it was But yeah, you have to odd. do too many too much thinking about it yeah take got, it for yeah. what they presented to you this is horrible and she's this is where horrible jenny begins okay <laughs> before this is fine but this is where it begins and this is just no no but can we talk about how amazingly tom hanks like played this scene though because so when she's like you ever been with a girl and he's like oh i sit next to a bunch of them in home ec. <laughs> <laughs> like so innocently and then after she like you know uh touches him or whatever and he's like oh i think i'm dizzy like this is reaction and i think i ruined your roommate's blank her bathroom <laughs> she's like oh i don't like that anyway yeah she's like i don't like her oh yeah, yeah. and yeah. she's you know terrible. yeah yeah um so yeah i mean it's it's a very messed up situation i i thought that you know it was played out really well though yeah um, yeah tom hanks but tom hanks is unbelievable in the entire movie yes because it's not like this is just some dude this is a guy who is already at this point well known for many many roles and all this different stuff and he disappears tom hanks disappears into this character i think everybody does i can't think of one person like you know gary sinise like decent actor Hmm. you know robin wright was also like and like even like going back and watching them now in this movie all of them disappear behind the roles like you don't you see them as those characters Yeah. yeah um so yeah, we get that. That's that's kind of um and then they they part ways again. Um we we first get the first presidential interaction then, which is fantastic. So Forrest meets, I think he makes the all American team. Yeah, I think he meets throughout college. the movie three or four different presidents. Um because yeah, he even alludes to that. He's like, I went to the White House again. again. <laughs> and it's the president of the United States again. again. <laughs> um so yeah, so this is the first time he he makes the all American team for 
uh, I guess, kicker or whatever it is. And uh, he kicker. meets kicker. He caught the ball. <laughs> whatever. He's a kick returner. Oh, it's a, yes, yeah, kick returner. Team. Sorry. Kicker. <laughs> you know what? Sports ball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a movie podcast, people. <laughs> anyway, he meets the president, but he. He drinks like 15 Dr. Peppers. Which one does he meet this time? I think it's JFK. Kennedy? JFK, Kennedy, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, he so all the the food and the stuff is free, and he's all excited about that, and he drinks 15 Dr. Peppers, and then when he meets the president- He's in line back here <laughs> doing the pee dance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, and he, he meets him and shakes his hand, and he's like, I, I gotta go pee. <laughs> JFK's just like, I believe he said he has to go pee. <laughs> The way that they uh, took this historical footage and like, you know, made it work for the movie was like it was so well done. It was for especially that time. Ca- like I mean, considering this movie came out ninety four. Yeah, like right around Jurassic Park area. Like man, that that was some really yeah. Well like done. if you, I mean, if you analyze it critically, like you can certainly like look at the lips and everything, and you it's can like see the blurs. And yeah, stuff, but, yeah. But for nineteen ninety four. Oh yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. For what they were doing. Yep, yep, yeah, really well done. Because when we watched it then knew you were like how they do that well yeah because yeah. if you consider when we watched like back to the future which came out in 85 and like you know less than 10 years later seeing stuff like this like the the effects compared mm-hmm. are yeah, yeah pretty crazy um yeah so uh has a great football career and then um we <laughs> so it shows Forrest graduating and he kind of just like as he does throughout the movie, he just kind of goes with the flow, and he's at graduation with his mom, and some guy from the army just hands him a pamphlet. And, think about your future, son. Yeah, think about <laughs> your future, and he's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess I'll go do this now. Um, so, yeah, then he enlists in the army, uh, which is not a great time to do so because of uh, Vietnam, or as he says it, Vietnam. Um, but then we get, the again, the repeat, uh, which... I didn't think about this again, but like, there's so many like repeat scenes in this, and I'm thinking about like Back to the Future again, and I wonder if like, you know, you get so think many of Bobby those. Zemeckis, yeah, like he's thing. doing kind of doing the same same <laughs> yeah. thing, which it really works. You like just I, like hit that theme again of like, yeah. you know, like he's now he's like an adult and graduated, and he's still running into like the same same kind problems. Of problems, you know, because people don't want him to sit with them, right? So yeah. we get him on the the bus for the army, and everybody's saying, you know, seats taken again. Um, but you you don't get the can't sit here. No, no. <laughs> but it would have been amazing if it was that guy grown up, <laughs> grown up. Oh, yeah, right. it was like the same dude. Um, but then we get you know so same way he met his best friend Jenny. Now he meets his other best friend Bubba. Um, so <laughs> Beefert Benjamin Blue. Yes, exactly. So uh, that's that's how they meet. What's he on the- say? But they call me Bubba. He says, "Can you believe it? Like I'm rednecks or something." Like yeah. <laughs> and then I love how Forrest is like, "I'm Forrest Gump." People call me Forrest Gump. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but then they, you know, uh, so we get go them through training. Yeah, they get them go through training, and uh, this and is, he's the best. Yeah, because he just follows the instructions. Yep. And they, that that uh, the uh, I love when the, the drill instructor is like. Gum, you're a goddamn genius. <laughs> yeah, because he's like, he's like, what is your job here? And he's like, to listen to every, everything you say, Drill Sergeant. You're a goddamn genius, Gump. I love when they're putting the guns together, too, and he finishes, like, you know, blazing fast of everybody else. And you just hear the, the, the drill instructor in the background, like, Gump! <laughs> Why did you put that gun in so quickly, Gump? Because you told me to, Drill Jesus H. Christ, this is a new company record. <laughs> But yeah, just that guy all the way at the back, just going, go! <laughs> I was like, oh man, it was so cool. 
Yeah. Um, and then we also get the introduction of the uh, the shrimping dream from from Bubba. Didn't yep. Bubba, didn't the first thing you say to him, you ever been on a shrimp boat? Or yeah. Like that? They, yeah. They, I'm pretty sure I, they, he doesn't even like introduce his name yeah. first. Yeah. He just talks immediately goes into they, the talk about shrimping. immediately start talking about who's shrimping. Who's that guy? Who's that actor? I don't know. Has he I done anything know. else? I don't know. I've never seen him in anything else. At least I can't that I can think of. Uh, but yeah, then we we kind of get the the montage after some of those scenes of them going through basic training and stuff, and uh, Bubba is listing off all the uh, I don't know who put this shrimp possibilities. <laughs> <laughs> and I love how at one point they're like scrubbing the floor with toothbrushes, and he finally, after listing like twenty different things, he's like, "That's about it." <laughs> and then they, they, <laughs> they look they at each other. They and stop. Just go back. Yeah, they stop for like a split <laughs> second, and then they go back to to cleaning again. Um, before. Vietnam, we get yeah. another Jenny encounter. Yeah, because he's he's like laying down and he says it gets lonely at night. You know when they're training. Oh, somebody throws a Playboy to him. Yeah, and he and sees he Jenny. Jenny's in it. Yeah, and he finds out that she got kicked out of college because she was wearing her school sweater and yeah. when they did the shoot. But but it was good because some guy hired her to do some show. Yeah, I know. So the, yeah, then he 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 like finds his way down to wherever she's performing now at that it's place. like a it's like a burlesque sh- club or something yeah, like, like a that. gentleman's she's, club kind of thing well, yeah she's playing guitar naked i don't know if there were gentlemen in it that, 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 yeah. yeah yeah but you know yeah but yeah it, it's so like once again like you just see his innocence there where he's like you know like you know that like obviously for her like her dream is crushed and yeah. she finds herself performing in front of you know basically in a strip club and to him, he's like, you know, she finally got to be a folk singer, like yeah. she yeah. a dream, and like he's so innocent, yeah. like he looks at it like, she, wow, she finally like she made it, yeah, she she's in a show, like she's doing what she wanted to do, yeah, and, and he doesn't like recognize that like the situation, um, but yeah, then then she's getting harassed by all the guys in the front row, and again, his instinct is to run up and just start, you know, one guy yells something that I thought was kind of, I mean, obviously inappropriate, but funny, he says something like, can we get her a, a ukulele or something? Because she's using the guitar to cover herself. <laughs> oh man, that's bad. <laughs> it that's, was horrible. That's horrible. Was... Yeah. And the other guy's like, "This ain't Captain Kangaroo." <laughs> and then later, he's on Captain Kangaroo. Forrest is. Is he? Yeah. Wasn't he on Captain Kangaroo when he uh, met John Lennon or something like that? No, that no, was like that was a talk, like a guy's talk show. Captain Kangaroo's a kid show. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> He said he was more famous than Captain Kangaroo That's when he was going was. on the like, talk yeah. show. I was like, man, I really yeah. missed something in yeah. this movie. Yeah, yeah. he's on. He's <laughs> Did on. Did you like, watch the director's? Cut? I think he's on. Like, <laughs> yeah, I watched the director's cut when he was when he was performing <laughs> on Captain Kangaroo. Oh man, um, yeah. So Forrest runs up and you know starts kind of hitting these guys and and trying to help Jenny. And of course, you know, this is when. I think this is when she reacts where, like, get away from me, Forrest. Well, yeah. So she's she's angry again because she says, you can't keep doing this. Referring to when he, you know, uh, beat that guy up. Beats up up everybody that hurts college Right before she sexually assaulted him. (laughs) Yes. And then they're, like, walking down the bridge, and she kind of alludes to, you know, that she might want to kill herself. Yeah. And, you know, obviously, you know, doesn't do anything about it, thankfully, but um yeah then she says she, you know, she's got to get out of there and then like a guy pulls up in a truck and she's just like you know where are you going you know she's like where you want to go and she's like anywhere yeah and he, and then that's when you find out that like oh he's going to vietnam yeah he and, tells her yeah he tells her and she tells him you know you don't be a hero if anything happens you just, just run, run. yep yeah yep and then we go to vietnam yeah which i just made a note of like the music uh, the music throughout the whole movie the choices are so good um so when this movie came out i bought the soundtrack on cassette 
Wow. Ooh, wow. Because yes. it's just because of the varied and quality of the entire soundtrack. It was just a good, you know, it's like a mixtape before making mixtapes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we get here in the uh, the Vietnam intro. We get introduced. Yeah. Well, we get, yeah, Fortunate Son right into a uh, sugar pie honey bunch. Uh, <laughs> and they're all, you know, they're having beer cans and barbecue. He said it's, it's, it's nothing like what back home he except said something for beer cans and barbecue. Yeah. yeah. He said, like, other than all the beer and the barbecue, like, it's like, yeah, yeah, it's like totally different. Yeah. And they show like, like a hundred yeah, helicopters yeah, flying by the beach. Yeah. So ridiculous. I, like, oh, I mean, it was badass though. Like I remember looking at that and being like, that's, that's really cool. I think that the entire sort of Vietnam, how they shot it all. Oh, it's really well done. Like they could have done like a movie in and of itself just there. Yeah. Like the, just the, the shots that they I did feel and like, everything. Like the whole movie is great and visually it's, you know awesome but like yeah specifically when they start in the vietnam and like that's the introduction is like a thousand helicopters going by and and then like the rest of like the battle and stuff like that i'm just like yeah the, it feels like the production quality like suddenly just skyrocketed because they could have easily done like dense looking jungle where you couldn't see too far right you know there wasn't like that sort of scale they were like in things. all kinds of like open fields yeah, scenic out and things happening and yeah. yeah like the other movie that we need to talk about predator I mean, Predator is on a different level. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we, uh, I, I made a note that Bubba's all about the Vietnamese shrimp because he immediately starts talking <laughs> yeah. about, oh, Quality. I bet there's some, some shrimp US, in these waters. <laughs> U.S. fishermen out here. <laughs> when, after yeah, the war or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was incredible. Um, and then they meet Lieutenant Dan, which one, one of the first things he says to Bubba, what's wrong with your mouth, son? <laughs> I was born with big gums, sir. <laughs> And then he gun. says, you better tuck that in because you're going to get it caught on a tripwire. <laughs> yeah. That's so terrible. Yeah, it was bad. Oh, my God. Um, but then he's, then, you know, they're obviously both kind of like, he, you know, not always the brightest. And uh, they're the way they're reacting, like saluting and all that kind of stuff. And he's like, you boys twins? <laughs> they they kind of pause and look at each other. And Forrest's like, oh, we're not of relation. <laughs> <laughs> And um, this is when we get um, kind of the establishment of Lieutenant Dan with, uh, I love just the quick cut where Forrest is basically saying like somebody, a relative of Lieutenant Dan has died in every single American war and it shows him like dying over and over and over again, <laughs> just, just falling back, in different falling uniforms. Back. Yep. Uh, and they're all funny, and then they end on the World War II one, which is the funniest because it's like his eyes are like open wide and like his tongue's hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> And and then Forrest says, I guess you could say he has a lot to live up to. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, and then Lieutenant Dan, you know, is lecturing them, saying the the importance of socks, because we later find out he's it this is one of those little setup things, how he's so focused on taking care of your feet, your socks, all this different stuff. When he says the only two rules that they have there are uh what did he say? I can't remember. Oh, take care of your feet and try not to do anything stupid to get yourself killed. But he's telling him how you got to change your socks and everything. It's just like the guy that loses his legs from you know knee down yeah. loses the thing that Spoiler is so alert. important that he has to tell everyone to do. I think it's just a cool setup. Yeah. Um, but then we get um, kind of going through and leading up to the battle. So they're always looking for this guy named Charlie, <laughs> which... Um, yeah, I this is when I made the note about yeah. I I just love how they're always like 
he'll he'll narrate something and then immediately like the characters will say and uh we get introduction to his platoon mates which <laughs> you got you got dallas from phoenix uh cleveland from detroit and tex well i don't remember where tex <laughs> is from <laughs> I love that. and we we get the types of rain got a little bit of stinging rain <laughs> big old fat rain and um uh, this is when bubba also asks Forrest if he wants to go into the shrimping business, yeah, which will yeah. influence the plot later. And uh, Forrest just says, okay. <laughs> well, so that's when he had the brilliant well, He says plan. that's a fine idea. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, you le- I'll lean against you and you lean against me so we don't have to sleep with our face in the mud. Yep. Exactly. Brilliant. Best best friends. Uh, yes, and then you made the note that he, he does waste a lot of time writing uh, letters to horrible well, Jenny. Well, we, we don't know it's wasted time yet. We find out when he's in the hospital. No, I wrote this I, in real time. I assume he means that he wasted time because she's a waste of time. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, I already hate this lady. Yeah. yeah. At this point. That was my assumption, the I way you done, wrote it. I was done with her. And, um, yeah. Yeah. So then we get the, the battle scene, um, which, you know, they're, they're kind of doing one of their regular, I guess, um, walks through the, the jungle, and it suddenly stops raining, but then immediately they get attacked and ambushed. Um, the way they shot this with all the tracers flying by and everything. This battle scene. It's intense. Was very intense. Yeah. Like you really felt like they just got annihilated. Yeah. Like yeah. they walked into some serious shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, because we get we get people getting blown up and all kinds of crazy stuff. And um, yeah, Lieutenant Dan's trying to call in the airstrike and it's just chaos everywhere. And uh, I think Bubba tells him to run, right? Is it Bubba uh, or Lieutenant Dan? Both. Yeah. yeah. Bubba tells him to run and he still just doesn't. And then Lieutenant Dan like kind of grabs him and like kind of like throws him in a direction to like, yeah. start running. Yeah. Yeah. So he starts just sprinting and like you just see him doing his insanely fast run through the jungle with his weapon and he's just passing by everybody. And, you know, at one point then he gets he realizes how far away he is from everybody. And, you know, he's like, then I realized I was alone and they always said that wasn't a good thing. So then he starts running back. And uh, then he starts running into his platoon mates who are, have been down, and he starts, you know, picking them up, hoisting them over, running them out, and he's one by one. He's bringing everybody out. Um, I but can't his whole his whole goal going back. He's got to find Bubba. Yeah, he's got to find Bubba. Yeah, and he just keeps in running into other people and just grabbing them. And yeah, saving their lives yeah. as well. Yeah, without thinking about it, you know, he's like he's like I can't, uh, I can't just leave. You know, these yeah. guys here. He didn't even say it in a way though that he was like he oh they would die. He was more like you know like. I, I couldn't, you know, I didn't want to leave him, like, because he was all scared by himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he, like, run him out. And yeah, he just runs them all out. But I forget who, he's carrying somebody. I think it might be Lieutenant Dan, and uh, that's when he gets, he gets shot. And, uh. <laughs> Million dollar wound. Yeah. When he, ow, something <laughs> bit me. <laughs> <laughs> um, we later find out he gets shot right in the butt. Um, but he still manages to pick up Lieutenant Dan, carry him out. And then he finds Bubba, who is unfortunately in some some bad shape, some uh, type of contusion. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you could say that. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and we we kind of have this very heart wrenching moment where you know he's he's holding Bubba, and Bubba's kind of dying in his arms, and they don't really know what to say to each other. Um, kind of just say hey, and and Bubba's just like, why did this happen? And uh, yeah, it's it's man, it's brutal. Yeah. Um, that's the when the first when he's done, he says that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and I think at that point he's already <laughs> switched to at least one or two other people on the park bench. Um, but then the the guy. Yeah, it's funny when they cut back to the park bench because then the person that a, we last saw is gone. Yeah, yeah he's, he's a whole different person. Yeah, he didn't even miss a beat. He's just talking to somebody else who sat down. But yeah, then the guy says uh, it was a it was a bullet that jumped up and bit you, wasn't it? And uh, then we we see Forrest in the the hospital, <laughs> and uh, his friend there, Lieutenant Dan, who now has. Uh, I do like when he when he when the guy says that, and he's like, "Yeah, it's a million million dollar wound." And he said, <laughs> I, and "He said like yeah. he said something like yeah, the military must keep that because I haven't seen a nickel." That yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that was really good. And then um, Forrest is really excited about all the free ice cream at the hospital, and yep. Lieutenant Dan is there next to him, and he says, "Lieutenant Dan, ice cream." And uh, which, by the way, wasn't that our trivia name, team name? Do you remember yes. that? <laughs> yeah, we were when we were younger. We were part like we went to trivia uh, a lot. You know, like at you know, like a restaurant or a bar or whatever. We'd I'm like host a trivia night. Concept of and trivia. And our night. team's name for years <laughs> was Lieutenant Dan was Ice Cream. Lieutenant Dan's Ice Cream. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So shout out to Lieutenant Dan and Forrest Gump. That's right. Good memory. Um, yeah, I, no, I just I, I remembered that that was our ridiculous team name. Anyway, uh, yeah, this is when we find out that the horrible waste of time Jenny is truly a waste of time because we find all the letters have been returned to Forrest. So, so the thing about, I forgot about mm-hmm. that aspect of it mm-hmm. to go back when I wrote wasting time. Yeah, and then when the letters came back, I was like, huh, I had that one, <laughs> nailed it. Well. The thing about that, I wonder, is like he. It looked like he was sending the letters to her childhood home, where obviously she was no longer at. Yep. So like she was long gone from there. So I don't know if that was so much that she. I just think she never even saw those. She didn't even saw her forwarding address. She didn't even know those letters were post office because she didn't care. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Robin Wright, I'm trying to give you a break here. No. (laughs) Robin Wright does a fine job. Yeah, it's this, it's it's Jenny is the problem. They no, she. It's just they. It's not even Jenny the character. It's how they tell you it. It's just upsetting to me because they set it up. They so rely on your emotions about the abused child, yeah, which are legit, and that's that's that you know they don't have to go into detail. That they just them setting the way they did that is fine, and and that's earned. But then they rely on that to justify how horrible she is to Forrest for your to to get you to have still have some sort of like compassion for her they rely on that throughout the rest of the movie like they it's like the crutch they don't go through and earn it the rest of the time they're just like well she does this but she had a rough childhood you know we, we already told you that we, we, let's move on still like her still want her to get with him anyways continue <laughs> all right i won't bring it up again <laughs> We're going to have to. There's a bunch of other times. <laughs> There's still like four more times. Um, yeah, so they're in the hospital. Lieutenant Dan is pissed because it was his destiny to die there in Vietnam and fulfill his density, his density as uh, <laughs> Robert Zemeckis prefers it. Um, but yeah, he's he's pissed because he wanted to die there and Forrest rescued him and he, you know, is, is holding this grudge. <laughs> I, I just like in that like very dramatic scene where lieutenant dan is all upset and like just angry and everything and he's, he's like, like reached a breaking point do you know what it's like to not be able to use your legs and Forrest just kind of stares blankly and he's like yes sir i do <laughs> <laughs> uh, um 
So, and this is also where the introduction of ping pong. Um, yeah. So he picks up ping pong as something to kind of do in his spare time. Duck in water. Exactly. Um, and then we kind of get the cut to he's, I guess, visiting D.C. Or he, oh, well, he's supposed he, to meet the president again, right? Because he's got the Medal of Honor. Yeah, they went That's and told right. him he's getting the Medal of Honor. He does get the Medal of Honor for his actions in Vietnam. Um, and this time it's Lyndon, Lyndon Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, and yeah. So for some reason they make the president say... <laughs> I'd, I'd really like to take a look at that when he's telling him where he got wounded. That <laughs> and was really weird. It was really weird. Yeah. I wonder what like historical situation was going on where he said that. And then they were like, well, let's use that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But for some reason, they make the president want to see this wound in the forest. If, if but... you're just watching this, not knowing anything about LBJ, you're thinking, <laughs> was he later convicted of like something? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's like... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Because that was odd. But was blatant, you know, right out in front, of, in the middle of the ceremony and everything. Yeah, but Forrest obliges and, you know, shows him his butt. <laughs> and, then, and then the president just walks away and he's like, damn, son. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, then, then after that, he's kind of walking around D.C. taking pictures and he stumbles across this anti-war rally. He kind of gets just... And he just, up yeah, he's it. like taking a picture of, I forget what building and they're getting off the bus and going like parade, you know, going up to actually the speaker podium. And he just kind of walks in the line and he's like, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, he said like, yeah, he was real busy and like, you, I had to be in a line for everything. <laughs> uh, yeah. So he, he literally gets ushered on stage and they want him to talk about the war. Yeah. And, uh, but then at some point, I guess it's like a general or something pulls the cords from as Forrest is right about to speak. Yeah. Pulls the cords for the microphone. I just took him as sort of like a national guardsman there to kind of keep the peace. Yeah. And he just took it upon himself to, to do that. Yeah. But, but yeah, then he, they finally like rush and they get it plugged back in. And then all you hear is, and that's all I have to say about that. Yeah. <laughs> but I love how the, the guy who's leading the rally is just like, heavy man, you said it all. <laughs> so this, this was an interesting part to me because, Obviously, this is an anti-war protest, and in that time, like the, you know, they point out that Abby Hoffman is wearing the flag shirt, and I'm thinking he's obviously not wearing the flag shirt as a pro-America thing in this. So I did a little bit well, of he, research on he, it. He, he, oh, okay. So in that time, it was almost uh, well, it was considered like almost like the, the same as burning a flag, wearing it like that. Oh, and so it was disrespectful it was so disrespectful that he was arrested and prosecuted for, for wearing that shirt really wow and, and, and this is something that sort of drives me nuts in a sort of political thing and maybe I shouldn't go here but there are rules for displaying the american right. flag yeah they're outlined it's 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 a government document and they yeah. haven't changed and one of them because i get upset when i see people flying it on the car you're not supposed to do that uh, when you're wearing it on your clothes, you're not supposed to do that. Like these things are not supposed to happen, but people do it all the time, anyways. Who are quote unquote patriots, but they don't follow the rules of displaying the flag. But it's interesting because now people do it all the time, mm -hmm. and it's seen as a pro thing. But actually, in this time, he was prosecuted. That's crazy. Yeah, interesting. Wow. Oh, good tidbit. There you you have it. Thank you. Take the rest of the podcast off, guys. Thank you for your Enjoy. contributions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then after Forrest uh, apparently has this profound speech that only a few people get to hear, uh, we see Jenny again. She wades out into the reflection pool uh, in front of the Lincoln Memorial. And then Forrest runs out as well. And they, they kind of have this surprise reunion. So 
here you go. They they didn't seek each other out this time. It was kind of just a no. This is fine happenstance. Um, but then they end up at a a Black Panther rally. Um, no, that 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 just seems like the uh, the people that were you know the, the sort of protesters were kind of yeah the the Panthers and the uh, whatever the what was the organization that the, her her dude was with? I forget what it's called. Oh, it was like some type of uh, like political group from their yeah, college. Yeah, it just seemed like they were. Yeah, you know, doing their thing there. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, she's with another guy who is uh, clearly some sort of abusive, whatever, because he slaps her in you know in the middle of the thing that they're at. And uh, I like. The, I think did you put this one that he feels the wrath of Gump? <laughs> yes, I, did. <laughs> I love when they did that. The, the the one Black Panther guy sort of giving it to Forrest. Yeah. And he slaps her and like they do that one shot that sort of the background zoom. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, it zooms on him, but yeah. like everything else like goes out yeah. of focus. Yeah. yeah. And uh and then he Yeah, he feels yeah. it. Like you like you you see him like become laser focused and everything yeah. else just like blocks <laughs> yeah. out. They did that visually yep. really well. Yeah, like, With the sound as well. Yeah. 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 He can't think about anything else except that guy just hit Jenny. I, he's about to <laughs> He's about to die. Um, but yeah, so they, you know, the uh, the Black Panthers are not very happy about this. <laughs> he just said, sorry, I had a fight in the middle of your Black Panther party. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so they, they go out and, you know, she's um, she's not happy about that this. But, you know, then the guy kind of comes up and apologizes and, you know, whatever. And she's, she's kind of like, okay, well, um, you know. He wants her to come with him. Yeah, they're going to go. I forget and where. And Forrest goes, I think she should go back to Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he tries to, I don't remember if he actually does give it to her, but he tries to give her the Medal of Honor. He does. That, yeah, she takes it. Yeah. yeah. She, she takes it from him, the Medal of Honor. She's like, yeah, I'll take that from you. Sure. And then is leaving him, just leaving him there, and strings him along further by saying, She's like, well, she asked why you're giving this to me or yeah. something. He's like, well, you're my girl. And she's takes his Medal of Honor and then says, yeah, and I'll always be your girl as she gets in the bus and heads away. That's yeah. great. great. She's, she's a great human. <laughs> I feel for her so bad because of her struggles. <laughs> I mean, I never, I certainly have empathy for what she went through as a kid. Yes. But as she, you know, and I'm sure that I. I cannot say because I have not been in that situation, so I can't say how it would influence the rest of your life. I don't, you know, I I think it's terrible the way she treats him, but I have seen other people treat people in this way and just not, maybe not comprehend what they're doing. I don't know. Sure, but, and that's fine, again, but they want me, the movie wants me to feel that I want them to get together. Like, that's what the movie's like tr- trying to push you toward, and they want you to feel bad for but I don't. Literally, I don't know if they are actually trying to make you feel. I don't think they're making you trying to make you feel her. bad for her. I, I think they want you to feel bad for her, but also like they want you to feel conflicted about her. Yeah, but I'm not even there. I'm like, I wish she would just leave him I alone think... and let him live his life. That's how I feel the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like they're definitely not saying like, oh, we want you to be like rooting for Jenny. They they want the, the way like it's portrayed. They, they want me to though. No, I I because I, they keep I felt... in like stuff where I should feel bad for her. Yeah, yeah, and and I think that's the idea is that like you know she like her life is led very differently than his and it's a yeah. hard life. Yeah, 
where she makes a lot of bad choices mm-hmm. and it's kind of like the whole movie you're kind of like well you have the good choice right in front of you but you keep making the mistake you know she keeps making mistakes on the choices that she makes in her life and you're supposed to empathize with that but i don't think you're supposed to necessarily be rooting for her i think i think we agree on what we're saying we're just using different words we're getting stuck in the yeah uh, do you think that there's part of it too is like you know when they initially introduce forest and they show like he's obviously at a huge disadvantage because he's you know he doesn't have he's not very smart he's got physical disabilities as well Mm. so you like it's set up where he's going to have the whole world against him but in the end like he has an incredible life and he accomplishes incredible things but jenny is still kind of that one thing that he can never seem to get to like he wants to be with her he loves her but for whatever reason like he can never seem to get to like a point where they can be together or something like that because like for this for this interaction when she comes running across the uh the water there you're supposed to be like oh how cool is this this you know this circumstance and all this stuff yeah i'm like oh god what's she gonna do to him now (laughs) her again yeah you know it's like oh yeah oh geez here we go again how's she gonna hurt him yet again you know and that's that's where i think i have the problem with the way the film is set up not so much the character yeah or the interactions or anything that but the way that they set it up and i don't think that the end again when we get to the ending i don't think it's earned the i don't think the, the they didn't earn the emotion with me mm. that's fair yeah i mean um yeah so i know that there's more don't worry there's more jenny interactions there to get is to. no worries <laughs> uh yeah so anyway we come back to ping pong um so forrest is developing his ping pong skills very rapidly did tom hanks just become like a ping pong wizard for this i don't know i assume there was some sort of like i don't know cg or like whatever you know 94 cg is not today cg yeah and it looks like he's playing really good ping pong i mean they make they definitely make it appear that way (laughs) that is true um yeah, so he's using his uh, ping pong skills to fight communism. He goes to he goes to <laughs> I love he goes to China and uh, is you know a very good competitor against the Chinese teams. Um, he ends up being, I guess, sort of like a, what's it called when like he's like entertaining the troops too. Um, you know, after he's discharged because of his wound or whatever, he's using ping pong to kind of go along. What do, what do they call those things when he's they a USO tour? Yeah, something like yeah. that. Um, so he's doing that. This is when he appears next to John Lennon. Uh, on, on Captain Kangaroo show, Captain Kangaroo, or <laughs> also apparently it's the Dick Cavett show. Yeah, Dick yeah. Cavett. Um, and uh, yeah, I just like we're basically the, John Lennon works out the lyrics to Imagine by talking to him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> which is great. But he kind of does another one of his things, like you you mentioned with Elvis earlier, where he's like, "Some years later, that that nice man just got shot for no good reason." <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, I I also found it. This was just like a little thing I noticed when he was like. I know it was because he was narrating over top of them showing this like historical footage, mm-hmm. but like John Lennon and Forrest say something to each other and kind of have this interaction. And then there's like a pause and the narration is like going over it. And then Tom Hanks is just like staring at John Lennon for a very long time <laughs> like, with, with nothing being said on the actual show. But it was kind of funny. Um, they had to make space for the narration. Exactly. Um, yeah. That was, that was, uh, Regular occurrence of the Captain Kangaroo show. They had the staring section and everything. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Um, so then we get the reunion of... Uh, yeah, was he just coming out of the uh, like the studio? Yeah. I, he was just waiting for him, wasn't he? 
yeah. think I think he knew he was on the show and was just yeah was, and was waiting for him outside the studio. Yep. So we got Lieutenant Dan again, who looks uh, in a pretty rough shape. He's got you know long hair, um, just just not looking too great at this point. Um, and uh, yeah, he goes on this kind of rant about the the Medal of Honor, and he's all pissed off. He's he's definitely still in his grudge of you know he feels like he should have died in Vietnam or you know that he's had his legs taken away and now what is he going to do with his life that kind of thing um i i just had to put in here that he goes sledding because he's <laughs> that's <ramp>. brutal <laughs> yeah it's brutal man yeah he uh he he get, catches some ice and slides down this thing um but i i think it's just kind of meant to show like he's in a really bad spot at this point like everything's going wrong for him yeah exactly um but anyway it's it's a, a reunion and um i think they're oh it's new year's well, eve is it that everything's going wrong for him, or that just he's just kind of lost faith? That's what in I mean. His life. I think yeah, so. Yeah, that's like, what I mean. Yeah, yeah. He's he's not he's not happy with anything that's transpired. Yeah, like he's in a while. bad spot, yeah. man. You yeah. know, like on on his outlook. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so it's New Year's Eve in New York, and they go out to a bar or something like that. And I think this is when Forrest is outlining his shrimp proposal to lieutenant dan and lieutenant dan thinks it's such a joke you know he's like yeah you're crazy you know you become hey you when you become a captain i'll be your first mate you know as obviously like assuming that's never gonna happen yeah um and i guess they they come across some of lieutenant dan's you know friends or, or something like that and they they kind of go back to his place and they're fooling around and stuff and then um, Did you say his friends whatever i lady friends <laughs> what do you want me to call them oh, you call them whatever i just did <laughs> I, I, I did when you said that i was thinking who's he talking about <laughs> there are two women in a bar who recognize lieutenant dan from clearly some previous interaction so we have the interaction then they're they're back at lieutenant dan's place and they're kind of fooling around and i think um i forget forrest says something no, he he just like kind of refuses. The lady's kind of getting up on yeah. him. Yeah, he just kind of refuses her and she's like asks, you know, says like what are you stupid or something right. and that really pisses Lieutenant Dan off. And yeah. this is the first him. I think significant because it shows he cares about him. Yes, despite all the sort of negativity he's always spitting at him for whatever. Yeah. He actually does care about him and is he's torn inside because he's thankful that he saved him but he's still upset because he thought maybe i should doubt there and yeah know, there's, there's a yeah so there's a there's there. a the, there's a loyalty that they that he feels towards him yes yeah 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 so after this um we get we get the uh the third presidential interaction he is going to meet um with nixon because of his ping pong uh i guess tour that he's been doing and, and all that he's been doing related to that and yeah, this is when he's like, he's like, so I went again <laughs> to meet the president again. Um, and it's, this part's really funny because, you know, we get the context of Watergate and yeah. he's like, I love, <laughs> I love how the way they play this is that he meets Nixon and then Nixon's like, oh, like that hotel you're staying at's trash. Like, let me set let you me up at a yeah, place somewhere like, better. And Nixon literally like sows his own defeat. Yeah, because it's <laughs> Gump that yeah. notices the so, people in the water, like uh, doing the Watergate scandal and calls people on him. Yeah, so Gump is at the Watergate hotel and he sees across the street in the the building. He, the building's sort of like an L shape. Yeah, yeah, and he and he's like, them the flashlights were keeping me awake. So yeah, he, he calls. He's like, I don't know if they're looking for a circuit breaker. You better get somebody down there. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, Forrest, as we find out, he's basically responsible for Nixon uh, resigning. So there you go. Another yeah. another influence in history. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, so he gets discharged from the army, which I, lo- I just love when the, the, you know, the guy comes in and he's like, you've been discharged or whatever. And Gump just kind of doesn't know what to do. So he just runs out. Well, he says, <laughs> well, he does that mean well, I can't play ping pong he, he, Oh, the, yeah, right, yeah, right, right. He, well, he, he runs out because he thinks they're going to take his paddle away that he likes. Yeah. So he literally just like sprints out of there with, Takes like, the with paddle. it. Yeah. yeah. He like steals the paddle from the army. But yeah, so he goes back to uh, to Greenbow, Alabama, um, and I love that like they cut from him running out of the gymnasium and running down the street in yep. Greenbow yeah. to his house. He's always be running. Yeah, um, and yeah, so he he's going home, and we find out like he's got all this memorabilia from his ping pong stuff. I I made a note. I loved how there was a uh, a Gump Mao table tennis set. Yeah, <laughs> in the background. Heck yeah, and also that in every. Not just here, but it's very noticeable here. But like he has his eyes closed in the picture on the cardboard cutout, yes. <laughs> like the promotional stuff where like it should be more professional, and he's got his eyes closed. But he also like later when he shows the magazine for on Fortune magazine when he's for Bubblegum Shrimp, his eyes are closed there. Too. Yeah, because he's like can't take a good picture. Yeah, he doesn't, it's just, yeah, just like little touches like that just make this movie so incredible. Um, but yeah, so he's back back with his mom and um. You know, trying to figure out what he's going to do, and he ends up taking the money that he earns from all this memorabilia and the whole ping pong. Well, she says you got to sign. She wants they want you to sign an endorsement deal for twenty five thousand. Right, say you like to use this uh, this certain paddle. Paddle, and when he doesn't, so he's like, you know, Mama says it's just a little white lie uh, <laughs> that he, you know, I think he earns like twenty five, thirty thousand dollars or something like that, and he he goes down and um, to meet Bubba's family, and um, you know. He's like, are you crazy or just plain stupid? Because he tells her, you know, he wants to start, he wants to buy a a shrimping boat. Um, But then, you know, I think this is when he catches up with Baba. He's talking to his grave and everything, telling him that he's going to, you know, start the the shrimping business. But um, he finds out that it's, it's not so easy. He, I think he catches like five shrimp his, his first time out there. He takes it back. I got to go. You have enough for a shrimp shrimp cocktail. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Got just ribbing him at the thing. Um. And but then we uh, yeah we get uh, another flash to well that guy says you got to name your boat name the boat it's unlucky yep. so of course he names it Jenny and then they cut back to where she's at in her life yeah and she's you in know a rough spot doing hardcore drugs she's thinking about taking her own life again all kinds of terrible things and uh, you still still don't feel bad for her this time in this in this circumstance yes I do you know obviously you want you don't want her to be in this circumstance but not in relationship to him just as a human being you know what i mean that's the thing like if they told two there's like a shred <laughs> if, like a shred of possibility if they told the stan's cold heart might be starting to melt <laughs> this is the thing if they told two uh sort of lateral stories that began with them together and ended with them together I think it would have worked because you would have saw maybe a character arc in her where she came around and came back. But because of all the interactions in between where she just straight up is shitty to him, it makes me not like her. And I don't want her to come back. Yeah. I just want her to stay away. But but in, 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 in this, obviously you feel bad for her. She's in a club with some dude pass out. She's snorting coke. She's you know, gets up on the balcony again, considering about killing herself. Like, this is horrible. You, you, you feel for her right there, but in relationship to him, 
No. You get yourself better and leave him alone. That's, how, that's what I want to happen in this point. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, so we get uh, Forrest is in the shrimping business, not doing too well, but he uh, one day he's out on his boat, and who does he come across but Lieutenant Diane sitting there on the dock. It's on the dock, yeah. and Forrest is so excited, he just jumps right <laughs> off the moving boat. Uh, and, uh, yeah, Lieutenant Dan says he, he thought he would try out his sea legs, but you ain't got no legs, Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> just so many good quotes throughout this whole movie. Um, my favorite part of that scene, in addition to him dump, jumping off the dock, is that then the ship slams into the crashes straight into the other dock which yeah. also makes makes no, no sense yeah how it was going because the way, boat was going to the, the other right, way yep. and then it would have had to just go left and make a loop on its own to crash into the no, dock that know. they were standing on boats are weird like that. we're not supposed to ask exactly. questions on that one yeah boats um yeah so then lieutenant dan is along for the ride of the shrimping they're still not doing too well because they're they're going by his feelings lieutenant dan feels that there's going to be shrimp over there but he tells him maybe he should go to church and and uh, hope God shows up for uh, for shrimping, and so that's what Forrest does. He goes to, <laughs> to, to the local pray. church and He's, prays. Member the church. Yep, and uh, and then they get they One get day God does show up. Yeah, in, in the form of a hurricane. massive hurricane. And uh, I I love how you know Forrest is pretty pretty terrifying. Lieutenant Dan's just up there on the top mast, like screaming at the hurricane. <laughs> um, well, it was his showdown with God. It was. Yeah. And uh, and then everything is kind of peaceful after the hurricane passes, and um, we realize that the entire shrimping industry down there has been destroyed, except somehow for the Jenny uh, survives that. Well, and they were out at sea, so all the other ones at the dock got roughed up, yeah, and destroyed. But because they were out there, you know, they they weathered the storm, so to say. Yep. Whoa. And then he says, uh, and after that, shrimping was easy, but. My favorite part, so I watched this on Amazon Prime, and they have, like, all the insight things that kind of pop up. You can, like, tap, and it will show, like, who the actors are and, like, little trivia things. And the thing I couldn't get past was um, that's when it cuts back to the bench, and the guy who's talking to him doesn't believe that yeah. he's, the like, owner of the, the, owner, the CEO Bubba, of Grump Ship. Brubba Grump. Brubba Grump. Brubba Grump. Grump. Uh, yeah, he doesn't believe that he's CEO of Bubba Gump Shrimp, and uh, he's like, oh, we've been sitting next to a millionaire, but... The the name of this character was Fat Man at Bench. <laughs> like they couldn't even just like man on bench. It was Fat Man on that bench. The, that's amazing too because I don't think he talks to another man on the bench. That, yeah, that's what I, was just I think it's the 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 girl with the shoes, with the nurse, lady. and then the, the old, older woman. and then the older woman. Yeah, and so I think there wasn't even another man. Yeah, there's like a, a lady with her kid too. But oh yeah, but, but yeah, yeah, there's, there's not no, another man. Yeah, so they didn't wow. have to differentiate it. Yeah, they could have just pretty brutal. <laughs> um but yeah so he's shrimping's going well and then unfortunately he gets the call that his mom is sick and he he then jumps off the moving boat yet again because he's got to get back to his mama yeah um and yeah we kind of go through um the little bit of scene you know we find out that his mom has cancer and uh, eventually she she passes away uh and then he does another that's that's all i have to say about that but and that's sort of his thing like when he's uncomfortable yeah when it's sad or uncomfortable yeah, so he he's back in Greenbow. He doesn't necessarily know, um, you know, where what he's going to do from there. I think he decides not to go back to shrimping. He says that uh, he left the uh, the business basically in the hands of Lieutenant Dan, right? And he take took care of it, but that he would uh he <laughs> invests in some kind of fruit company, <laughs> which we find out is Apple, and they they become uh, 
pretty wealthy at that point. Yeah. Because it takes the says that we don't got to worry about money no more. Yeah. Says, That's good. One less thing. One less thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh so he's he's back in Greenbow. He's, you know, obviously sad, but at least he doesn't have to worry about the money aspect anymore. I think we get a montage of him investing in like there's like the the Gump medical wing and all these kind of things. Oh, yeah. Um, he said his mom said that the man only needs so much money and anything more than that's just showing off. Yeah. So, so yeah. He's, so he's obviously giving it away. Right. So we get all this montage of like all these charitable things that he's doing and he gives, I think he gives um, a bunch of shares or whatever it is worth a ton of money to Bubba's uh, Well, mom. I'm assuming it would have been, been half. It would have been half. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. they said they agreed 50-50. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so she faints right there because <laughs> she just got an insane amount of money, um, which is is great. And then, uh, yeah, then we get the return of return of Jenny again. Who um, he he's still thinking about her, but then she does actually show up one day. Yeah, and uh, kind of just comes back into his life. Um, I don't remember if there was a reason this time that she came back. They don't really mention why she came back and then left again. Just because that's what she does. Yeah. 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 But this is kind of like, this is the the worst one because they kind of like build up this false like hope because. Yeah, she lives with him for what seems to be a, a, a while. decent period of yeah. time. Yeah. He's like, oh, we're like peas and carrots again. You know, we get the sweet home Alabama montage. Like of them. I got sort of a m- months type Yeah. Of I mean, it was, yeah. yeah. It wasn't yeah. like a few days. It was definitely longer than that. But yeah, he's all, you know like on cloud nine because she's back and they're you know she looks much better clearly she's like recovered from you know yeah you feel like she's cleaning herself yeah up. she looks pretty clean and yeah. everything like that like she's hopefully gotten out of all the drugs and stuff that she was doing before but um you know this is when after a while like he's you know saying how like happy he was and stuff and he just kind of randomly one night asks for her to marry him and you know she kind of she says you uh i forget she previously had told him he doesn't know what love is, but he says here, he's like, I'm she not. Says, she says, you don't want to marry me. Yeah. And he's like, I, I'm not a smart man, but I know what love is. And that kind of floors him. But then she again, you know, that's her when they. solution to being proposed to after spending however long with this guy. Is to sleep with him. <laughs> is to do him and then cut out in the morning before he wakes up. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Problem so- with commitment. She really didn't even commit anything. She said no to the commitment. And then just is like, ah, this is what I'll do. Yeah. So I think this is the one that, that probably hurts the most. Uh, but I mean, he's obviously. Well, he gets so messed up that he, he she, she had given him running. Yeah. She had given him the Nikes as a present. Um, yeah. And he, he just, yeah, he starts running. He's like, one day I just got up and started running. And this is when we, we kind of get the um, montage. Oh, man, it's so good. This is one of my favorite parts um yeah so he just basically runs across the country for i think like three years or something like that something like that he yeah says three years so many months and whatever hour, like at days and hours yeah. at the end of it he said it when he says i was done yeah now i i remember watching the and i can't remember the details on but the movies that made us and i don't know if you guys watched it i too, did watch yeah where they said something about these they the wanted, studio was pushing way back on filming this the way that because they did. they wanted to go to all these locations and it was going to cost a lot of money yeah. for them to go all the way across the country and film at all these icon- iconic locations. So basically they did it secretly. And they sent like a second film crew out with Tom Hanks's brother playing the Forrest Gump 
running and filmed a lot of this stuff on the download. And I think Tom Hanks maybe have paid for it. I can't remember. I think he, he did, did contribute or I th- something like that happened so they could get all of these scenes in a wonderful montage that worked out fantastic. Yeah, iconic. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the, the, the studio didn't want to do it. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I feel like the man, this movie would be so different without this. You know, it's not a long portion of the movie, but like it's decent, ch- like a small chunk. And I feel like the movie would be so different without I like when I think about this movie, I think about the running scenes like yeah. a lot. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we get a quick cut to Jenny and she's like working in a diner or something. She sees him on TV. Um, but I love how like he influences things along the way. Like we get the, um, <laughs> you know, he kind of like starts a, a following that amasses people who are like running with him. They think, I don't know, he's got some like profound thing to say that this is why he's running or whatever, but he's like running through some town and uh, some guys like, Oh, I know you're busy. And, He's like, whoa, you just stepped in a huge pile of dog shit. <laughs> it happens. What shit? Sometimes. <laughs> and then we also get the uh, the happy face shirt as well. He like gets a bunch of mud splatter. And the other guy, he's like, oh, here, white. Nobody likes this color t-shirt anyway. It's a yellow. Yeah, it's bright yellow. And then he <laughs> somehow, it's a perfect smiley face on there. <laughs> yep. Have a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I did want to note that um, a couple years ago, we went out to a trip out west and the point running yes we went running for thousands of miles now the point where he stops running that's out by monument valley is like it's actually on google maps like it's a an actual point you can pull off and everything Mm -hmm. so we like naturally when we went there like i was like where's your picture i have a picture somewhere but it is a traffic hazard like it there were people in the middle of the road like everywhere just like acting like really dumb and you know of course trying to like so it's no different than anywhere else in the country exactly (laughs) yeah there's a place in the country where a lot of people were together acting yeah no it's a very beautiful like point because you can see the the really like long stretch of road that goes out into monument valley and everything but yeah it's it's uh unfortunate that that was kind of the result of this scene uh in the long run but uh, yeah then he maybe the studio was right yes could have done on the back lot hill valley or something (laughs) jesus um but yeah then he just he just decides one day he's out there in the middle of uh utah or arizona and he says pretty tired i think i'll just go home (laughs) he just stops and starts walking home yep everybody's just like what what are we supposed to do the guy's like oh he's gonna say something yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm pretty tired (laughs) i think i'll go home now um but yeah, then that's kind of brings finally to the present where you realize this whole time that he's been telling his life story sitting on the bench that he's actually waiting for the bus because uh, Jenny sent him a letter uh, to come meet him there and uh, he's waiting for the bus to go see him. But then the lady that he's talking to just says, well, there's just a couple blocks over there. And he just then, of course, immediately starts running to find Jenny again. Yep. Um, and then we see Jenny. She's, you know, she looks... Uh, I guess pretty close after the running because she's still like a waitress. I guess it looks like the same uniform and stuff. Yeah, that we we I see in the scene. So she's like sort of settled a bit. Yeah, so she has a nice apartment and everything. She looks cleaned up. She's got a, a good job and everything, and you know, um, got her life together hopefully. Um, and then you know, before they can really connect a whole lot more, his you know her nanny or whoever it is brings uh, her son back, and you know, Forrest is kind of like oh, you have a son, you're a mama, you know, he's all like excited and, um, you know, and then she's like, re- does the reveal of, well, 
yeah, he's named Forrest after his daddy. <laughs> Forrest is just like, he's got a daddy named Forrest too. <laughs> uh, which is just fantastic. Um, and well, This and, is another thing, because before she reveals, she apologizes to Forrest. Yeah. Because she was, quote, messed up. Mm-hmm. Which she was. We all identify this. But she hasn't been messed up for the last three years, raising her son, his son, which she's kept from him. Like, wh- what well, is how, how could she have gotten in contact with him? He's just running on the road for three years. <laughs> <laughs> Covered by the news. <laughs> she saw it. You know? yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think, honestly, that they want you to think that, oh, he was busy running, so she didn't bother him with it. But I don't know. It's his son. Well, in any way, he takes it very well because because he's a great human being. Yes, yeah, because it's it's Forrest Gump. Oh, I'm glad you kept me away from my son for three years. Way to go, Jenny. <laughs> anyway, they 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 have a, a an immediate connection, and it, you know it's it's clear that um, Forrest Junior is is definitely his son. Fucking Keenan Feldspar. <laughs> <laughs> It's the Sixth Sense kid. Yes, Haley Joel Osment. Um, yeah. So anyway, she she does tell him though that she's sick with a, a virus that the doctors don't know like what it is and that they can't do anything. We assume it's probably HIV or something like that, mm-hmm. given the time time period and you know context. Um, but he tells them to come back to to Alabama, and so they come back, and you know we get some kind of brief moments of happiness where um, you know it's it's just the three of them and they're happy as can be, but then. You know, unfortunately, um, oh well, yeah. I'm they skipping. I'm skipping. They got married. Yeah. So yeah, she finally, finally she she agrees to marry him. Uh, well, she doesn't agree. She, she asks him. yes, she asks him, and he agrees. And I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> and meanwhile, at this point, Stan is throwing things at his TV. Oh, she's just sticking the knife in further. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we we get Lieutenant Dan back, who has also gotten his act together. He's got yeah, legs. he's got. Uh, as Forrest calls them, magic legs. I like yeah. that callback. That was cool. Yes, because uh, that that was what his what mom, his mom says. told him that he had when he was a kid. Yeah, and a wife. Cool. He looks good. Yeah, I mean he's obviously wealthy. So he Susan, get the uh, Susan, his wife Susan, the space shuttle titanium legs. Yep. That's right. Yeah, so they have they have the wedding and they they kind of have these, I guess this brief happiness together before you know. Unfortunately, Jenny is sick, so she does you know. She gets sicker and and eventually um, she dies and we kind of had this like narration and we realized that Forrest is um, talking to her grave at that point. Yeah, you know, she's buried. You know, he says, "I buried you under our tree," and uh, he knocks down their her dad's house or whatever that you know was kind of the the source of all a lot of her trauma in the past. Um, and yeah, yeah, it's it's for me it was very gut wrenching. Oh like, yeah, you know I felt I I forgot about like. Because I, I haven't watched this in so long, I kind of forgot. I, I knew that she died and everything like that, but I just kind of forgot how it all kind of closed closed out and came together at the end. And yeah, um, Stan's just a cold bastard. I, I felt for him <laughs> I, as I have the whole time, but I'm like, boy, she's finally out of his life. You know, <laughs> oh maybe God. maybe this she's maybe finally he can, dead. Maybe he can move on. You know, I mean, it about time. Bad, but. <laughs> Jesus Christ, God. She comes back and uh, it's just, uh, oh, it's just. Stan, 
self-serving. Well, put it this way: <laughs> if she doesn't get, if she doesn't get the 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 disease, yeah, and need him, for does she ever reach out? I don't think so. She's been living for three years, do, doing her thing. We'll never know. Yeah, we'll yeah. never know. But that's how they set it up. Yeah. And then she, I don't know. I just can't. I just don't like how they how they did that. Stay it just doesn't work. I have I have a question. I may have an answer. Is there a past relationship that you have had in your life <laughs> that was potentially triggering for you when you watched no, this movie? Was her no. name Jenny? <laughs> no, no. It's just uh, I just don't like I don't like the. Again, I think the best way I can put it is I don't think they earned it. I don't mm. think that the character earned what they were w- working for there. Well, either way. I, I th- it happened. It happened. It is a thing that happened. She's finally dead. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> Jenny's dead. Um, no, it, the film then ends full, kind of full circle here with uh, Forrest is at the bus stop with his son. And, um, you know, Forrest had been telling like Jenny's, you know, at, at Jenny's grave talking about how, you know, he makes him breakfast, lunch and dinner every day, make sure he gets on the bus, all those types of things. But you can tell that like, you know, young Forrest is really smart and he's kind of like helping, you know, Forest live like a purposeful life and that kind of thing and yeah um in the end like he's had just like what a fulfilling amazing life that he's had and and yeah. that's kind of the culmination and then yeah we get the same same bus driver who somehow looks no like how many years have gone by and she looks exactly the same chomping the gum instead uh, of smoking the cigarette there yeah but this this time um Forrest Jr. says um you know he says yeah I'm I'm Forrest Gump and you're Dorothy Harris and now we're not strangers and he just gets right on and <laughs> yep good to go and then yeah then we get the the feather comes back. Well, yeah. So when, when the feather lands initially, he picks it up. Forrest does and puts it in that book. And then the, his kid has the book, the Curious George book. Yeah, it and drops he says, out. Oh, yeah, it's my favorite book you got there. And he opens it up and it falls back out. Yep. And I found it extremely corny when the when the feather takes off and they play that sort of I don't the, know, uplifting type. Yeah, of the music. score. Yeah, I didn't like it's from that. Because it's from the same same music from the beginning. It's Alan Silvestri. Yeah, what are you I doing? think I think this is a low point for Silvestri. <laughs> <laughs> Missed the mark here, Alan. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's that's Forrest Gump. Yeah. Now, what would you rate this? I know originally when we talked about this concept of the podcast, we talked about we would kind of give like an official rating. Oh, we have a rating. Um, so I'm gonna give it. I because it's one of my favorite movies. Yeah. It's five out of five shrimp cocktails. Five out of five shrimp cocktails. I will give it five out of five Pattinsons. <laughs> Pattinson. I'll give it. Mm, this is a tough one. How, mu- how much? going to do four out of five, and he's going to be like, "This is one of those reviews you see on Yelp where it was like, this is everything was great." Except for Jenny. But the food didn't have, you know, the water didn't have ice in it. So four out of five. <laughs> so no. he's going to be like, everything's great but Jenny, so four out of five. But I think the problem with the Jenny thing is that's that's the through line uh, story that they try to pull the the narrative through the whole way. Yeah. And it don't, I don't think it works. So I think my ceiling would be a three. Ooh. But the rest of the movie is so good and Tom Hanks is so good that I think that's where I would end it with. It would be three um, feathers out of five. Wow. Forrest Gump, three out of five. I don't think I've ever heard that before. Yeah. Wow. Jenny really just, really just <laughs> brought that movie down for you. <laughs> I 
killed it, man. Right. Yeah. All right, Forrest Gump. Yeah. You heard it here first. I declare a three of five. <laughs> I do declare that Forrest Gump, Jenny killed, Jenny killed Forrest Gump. <laughs> All right. So that was uh, Forrest Gump. So are we ready to uh, play Explain a Movie Plot Badly? I think it's my turn this week. It is your it turn. Is. So uh, here, you guys ready for this thing? I'm ready. Give me a second. <sighs> okay. Okay. Your first clue is assassinated man saves the day. Uh, Are we watching Dark Knight again? <laughs> <laughs> no. Assassinated man saves the day. I don't know. I don't have the slightest clue. All right. Your, your second clue. All right. All ready? Yeah. Two friends throw a rager for a corpse. Weekend at Bernie's? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Good guess. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. If if you guys didn't get it on the second one, I was just going to do the Kevin thing from the office where he goes like, me and my friends went to my Uncle Bernie's for the weekend. <laughs> well, here's here's another one I haven't seen. Yeah. It's been a long time since I've, I've seen this movie. I've never seen Weekend at Bernie's. You've never seen it? Yeah. I think it was I thought on... This, I, I thought we would go from, like, uh, like you know, uh, revered award-winning classics <laughs> to a different kind of classic. So, <laughs> in looking ahead to my next choice, I was thinking, man, should, should I go something, like, sort of off-track like that? Yeah. So I'm glad you did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because we've been doing some pretty iconic movies. Yeah. And Bur- Weekend at Bernie's is an iconic movie, but not like because it's award winning. Yeah. It's just right. like a really weird it didn't win funny awards. movie. Yeah. It didn't win anything? Not that I'm aware of, but maybe. Maybe it won the Kids Choice Award or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. I'm ready for it. Yeah, yeah. Weekend at Bernie's. Weekend next time Bernie's. on the Super Movie Time podcast. So anybody got anything else before we uh, sign this thing off? No. No. Damn it, Jenny. <laughs> I'm tired. I go go home now. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we are on Twitter and Instagram at the SMT Pod. And you can email us at supermovietimepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, I have been Joe. I have also previously been Zach. I am and will continue to be Stan. Sweet. Good good handoffs there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's it. See ya. Bye. Bye. Killed Forrest Gump. <laughs>